Okay, so now we just need an intro. Uh, something like... Friendly sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. The friendliest sparring with Leo and Joe's. Friendly sparring. That's it. Ah, all right, cool. Let's start the show. Yep. Welcome to the Friendly Sparring Podcast. The podcast where we rank the Greek philosophers from most to least problematic. I'm your host, Juice, and I'm joined by my co-host, Leo. What's up, Leo? Hey, I heard Sophocles was a real dick. Oh, Sophocles? Yeah. He fucking... He never bathed. Mm. That was his problem. Uh, he Not any of them, but he was really stinky. Yeah, he definitely had a lot of smegma. Anyways, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let's get Sophocles means going. smegma in Greek. Yeah. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Because a lot of girls used to say, oh, you're so soft. <laughs> oh, I said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> so, told me it got Sophocles. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the friendly Sparring Podcast. We're hey. here. Ladies and gentlemen, we had a free UFC event yesterday. Some guy with only six followers was like, how'd you get ESPN plus for free? You know what the <laughs> fuck I meant? <laughs> if there's one thing motherfuckers with only six followers have, it's the audacity. That's true. And we need to talk about this event. Ladies and gentlemen, I mean, okay, first of all, just a roller coaster of emotions happening yesterday. Which a, a quick segue before before we get into the to the fights. Um, there is something I wanted to talk about regarding a roller coaster of emotions, and you just reminded me. Okay, let's go ahead and talk about it. Uh, throughout the history of this show, um, including the old iteration, which you are properly rocking, the patrons will know, rocking the old FWM hoodie. Um, uh, mental health has been a strong theme of the show. We always want to be open about it and talk about it. Uh, yesterday was not a good day for me. The fights were awesome, but there were times that I couldn't enjoy it because of how, how depressed I was. And it's something that it hasn't happened to me in a long time because about a year ago, well, more than a year, it was like late August of 2020. It's so about 14 months ago. I finally got a therapist and a therapist awesome. And I haven't seen her in a while because I, I got busy. And well, the main thing as well is like after almost a year of being in therapy, like it was around like late June, early July. No, it was, it was like almost the beginning of August. So it was almost a full year. I, I felt like I graduated. Mm-hmm. I, I had been like several months at that point without like a breakdown of sorts and I just didn't have a lot of time. And when, when, when that kind of hit me, I was like, okay, I'm done. Not, not done, but I'm, I'm done for now. I can take a break. Mm-hmm. Um, yesterday was not a good day. And I, I don't want to get into like a ton of, of the reasons why. Um, but the early morning fight card, while normally I do like those, 
it's not ideal. Like so I, I like a good midday fight card. I like the prelims to start at noon. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Earliest. Um, I don't like to like 10, 30 on a weekday or on a, on a weekend rather sometimes that's when sometimes I'm like just trying to get out of bed. Mm-hmm. And, um, yesterday I could not, I just couldn't get on off on the, on the right foot. It was like Murphy's law was putting fuck on me in every turn. Mm-hmm. And so, because I missed the the first three prelims, and if you guys have been listening to the show, you know that we all only really cover one prelim each. Uh, but I always, if I'm if I'm not watching them live from the start, I always go back and watch them. I didn't go back and watch these; I just couldn't, and I kind of don't know why, other than it was just a shitty day, and I just want to move forward. So I wanted to just put that out there, say that I'm really glad to be here now. And I'm having a much better day today. And I would love to hear about your prelim. Good. Well, I mean, ones I missed. (laughs) That's okay. Um, Before you, yeah, before we segue away from that, just know that like, you know, you got a lot of stuff going on in your life and, and I know that a lot of people do, but nobody can tell you when it's going to strike you this, the feeling of depression. It it happens. Um, it's a very strange sensation and feeling uh, that you just can't shake. And I know a lot of people say, well, just do stuff, do it. It's just this weird cloud that like holds you while you're doing stuff. It's kind of strange. Right. I've, I've done it happened to me a couple of times, but just recently um, I, I was like, I'm feeling pretty bad. And I didn't get out of it for like three days, but it was weird. Like I, I remember like doing stuff. I was like, okay, I'm going to exercise. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play video games. I'm gonna do something that's gonna make me feel good. But then what was happening was I was just doing those things depressed. Um, and then on the third day, I was like, okay, well, I just have to accept. And then sorry, on Monday, I just had to accept that it was just going to pass. Like, but at the time, it was like I needed to just not to say to not do those things. I'm just saying that it's a feeling that will pass just like anything else. Um, but those times when you can't get through it, it's, you know, it's important to lean on uh, people who support you or care about you, love Mm -hmm. you, and always reach out when you can. Um, And I know that I I think you just have to say, I'm not doing well. I think you have to say that out loud. I think that a lot of times what will happen is people will just say, Hey man, you want to chat? They're like, I'm busy. Like, Oh, okay. No problem. But I think you have to put the gravitas in there to say, Hey, uh, I'm not doing so hot. I'm not doing so well. Do you have a moment to talk? Hopefully that person is a good friend and will say maybe not yeah. now, but, but, I, but at some point I, I will, I will try my hardest. Um, or like, you know, take some time to set aside to text or say something because that, that small piece is enough to kick into gear of like, Oh, this, I need to focus on at this very moment. This is, this is someone that I care about and love. And, you know, my friend just did it over the weekend. Um, you know, he called me, he was like, Hey man, uh, I'm not doing so well. I had a bad day. And I was like, all right, man, let's talk about it. Um, <laughs> literally the first thing he said on the phone was, Hey Leo, I need you to say nice things about me. And it was, uh, it was interesting. And, and I, I love this friend. I, I've known him, you know, almost 16, 17 years. And, uh, and I just started rattling off stuff, you know, and, and, you know, me, I I like to, I like to joke around and stuff like that, but we started to kind of talk about what had happened that day and all that stuff. But, you know, don't, the fact that you're listening 
and saying something to someone is really, really important and give stuff thought, but try not to be so harsh and also just be there to, to also listen sometimes. Cause a lot of times what they want is just someone to, 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 to care, to care in the moment. And that's the most important thing you can possibly do. You know, my, my ex, um, uh, girlfriend always has this problem with, um, with our, with our son of like, she feels like she's a bad mom. She gets, you know, really caught up in her head about it. And I said, you need to understand that like, as long as you look at that, at him and you care, then you're doing enough. Everything else, if you, if you don't care, then, then you're in trouble. So simply caring about someone else, about their well-being and trying to be there for them is the best thing you can possibly do for anyone going through any sort of mental health issues. And also for people that are going through them, simply saying, I'm not doing well. It speaks a lot of volume. You'd be surprised how many people will respond to just that simple statement. Not I'm doing bad. Holy fuck. Anything simply, I am not doing well. And I don't know what to do. You should feel honored to be able to be reached out by someone that, that thinks they can say that to you. So everyone that's ever, you know, feeling that way, Juice and I, but like we said, both our doors are open about this stuff. We've, we've talked about it a bunch. Um, and I'm sorry that you had to go through that, but I'm happy that you're having a good day. And let's, um, let's talk about these prelims and these fights that, uh, that yeah, uh, absolutely. great. Yours is first, so why don't you get us, get us started? Yeah, uh, mine was uh, wow. Why am I Petrovsky? Petrovsky? Yeah. Petrovsky? Andre Petrovsky. And uh, who? What's his name? Yeah, Yao Yao yeah. Zhong Hu. Yao Zhong Hu. Uh, just uh, a very heavy domination by Petrovsky. But this is one of those fights that when you see someone getting beat up and getting hit, uh, when you realize that someone's super fucking tough. And uh, Yao Zhong Hu is really fucking tough. I think a lot of people were commenting on that because what was happening in the first round, you would see uh, Petrovsky just, we're talking like full shoulders back, like six of them in a row. And who just took them to the face. And you could see on like the fifth one, he was like, <sighs> and he was like, okay, let me, <laughs> let me try another one. And, and he got gassed pretty quickly. It's, it's a good thing that Andre Petrovsky has great ground game because that really de- that benefited him. But uh, Yazong, um, Yazong just really did some really cool, interesting defenses I had never seen, like holding, holding his leg um, against, um, against Petrovsky's. Uh, it was like a, a, an arm triangle or, or getting his – I think it was an arm triangle. But it was an interesting defense I hadn't seen, um, and he kept doing it throughout the entire second and third round every time that uh, Petrovsky would get uh, – that position. And then on the last moment, uh, Petrovsky was just punching the shit out of him, <laughs> got him into the submission. He did the leg thing again, and then his finger slipped and then it, it laid him out and he, he, um, he tapped, but, uh, good on him for showing his heart and, um, good on Andre Petrovsky for, for winning that fight. Um, I'm interested to see what happens next for him. Handsome dude. Fucking super handsome dude. Um, and uh, yeah, fuck me. All right, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's. Uh, you know what's weird? It, it feels like I, w- I watched that fight hearing your recap was so detailed. 
I can yeah. only, I was literally getting like visions of it because I know how Andre Petrovsky fights mm-hmm. and seeing that I was gassed and I was like, I can see that. Yeah, he so was weird. super, he, dude, he was like really gassed in that first round. I saw like a said, text, he, I want to say it was, bunch. not a text, a tweet. I saw a tweet, I want to say it was from uh, Isaac Spooner. It was mm-hmm. like, or my, it was either him or maybe it was Ben Cohen. I don't know, someone cool. Was They're both cool. Uh, it was like Andre is fighting through pudding <laughs> or something like that. Like, look like he's fighting or like in pudding or something like that. Pretty <laughs> so much. I was like, I know what that means. Not watching the fight, but I know what that means. But he's an incredibly well-rounded fighter. Like, like the fact that it ended with the, um, the submission um, and, and, and through, through the first round, it was all striking. And the second and third round was all ground game was, I mean, literally mixed martial arts. It was pretty, pretty great. Nice. Um, the prelim that I wanted to talk about, I was torn between two. I wanted to just mention, I'll do the other one that I was the runner up. I'll say it was like an honorable mention. Uh, Michal Oleksiechuk against Shamil Gamzatov. That uppercut was just nasty. I mean, it was like glancing to the forehead. Like yeah. when they showed the slow-mo, it didn't even look like it connected that hard, but it clearly dropped him and he covered up. So it was a, it was a great finish by Michal. But the one I wanted to talk about um, was, and we're obviously... You, if, if you if you listen to this podcast before, you know we're going to talk about that shitty fucking ref, dude. That's that's mentioned in the forum. We're talking about that already. Don't want to uh, mention it right now, but the one I want to talk about was Albert Durayev versus Roman Kopilov. Yes. Every fucking time Roman Kopilov fights, all I can think of and all I can see, I tweeted this. I don't think people got it because also my edit my edit was really shitty. It uh, Noho Hank from that show Barry, um, who's yeah. a Chechen guy, but he's bald. Or that uh, mm-hmm. the character is Chechen, the actor is not, but he's playing Chechen guy. He's bald, and I'm like, dude, if you fucking put a wig on that guy, especially like couple of used to have like kind of unruly like curly hair, I almost looked like a bad wig. And I was like, if you fucking put a wig on that guy, that's Noho Hank, dude. Um, uh, and, and he doesn't look like, Noho Hank. He does. I'm like, looking at his photo right now. So much. And and based on, on that, not knowing anything about Albert Drive, I probably would have picked Kopilov just on the basis of like, I've seen him fight at least a few times in the UFC. I know he got beat up pretty bad by uh, by um, uh, Khalil Roundtree. I almost wanted to say Camille. I was like, it's not Camille, Khalil Roundtree. Um, but then they showed the, the, the pre-fight package and it showed Dariah just strangling this dude in the contender series. And I was like, okay, bet. And then the fucking, the fight starts and they, they mentioned how the odds, I think Kapilov was like a plus 300 favor, uh, underdog or something like that, plus 315, something like that. I was like, shit. And at that moment when the fight just started, um, uh, my wife's grandpa walked in the room. I was watching it at their house. And he like, there's sometimes when he like, he, he will like, give time to like a fight or two with the UFC if there's nothing else on. So there's college football competing here. He went to go watch that. But like when he does, he likes to like kind of like throw shit on it. He was like, yeah, wrestling is pretty boring, huh? Or like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like he'll be like, people don't really like wrestling, huh? I'm like, well, people that watch the sport do. <laughs> but it was like so stuff like that. And then he was like, so who's gonna win? I was like, well, they just mentioned the other guy's like a massive underdog. So pretty sure that guy's gonna get fucking knocked out or whatever or, or submitted but plus he had losses by submission the other guy just won by submission i'm like okay he's fucking a fucking wrestle fuck kopilov showed so much heart dude it was almost like he was motivated by being the underdog like kind of how like shauna dobson against uh maria agapova was like hey man i'm not gonna fucking be a 12 to 1 
underdog or whatever the fuck she was. She's a massive underdog. Like Kopilov just just went out there and fought his heart out to the point where like by the end his face was fucked up. But Derive was a little fucked up too. And there was one yeah. point I think he dropped him. That might have been in the first round too, because I, I remember saying that and then thinking like, oh, I'm about to eat my words. Um, and it was a pretty dominant victory for Darayev, but but Kopilov was in there every second of the fight. And it sucked that his, I mean, I think he maybe needs to work on some fight IQ a little bit because it was like the 10 second clacker had um, had sounded for the third round and he had a drive against the fence and was landing some good shots. And then he goes for a takedown and like, dude, you're, the other guy's wrestling is better than yours. Like, why did you do that? Yeah. I was just like, that's a fucking mistake. But credit to both guys. It was, a, it was a, an amazing fight. Yeah, no, great, great fight. Um... Man, and the all prelims, the prelims were the prelims were pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. Like, yeah. like by the time we got to the main car, I was like, this is a lot. I mean, the uh Amanda Ribas and um Dandiroba fight was good. Yeah. Um was really good. I mean, uh Amanda was Vienna Dandiroba for walking out to fucking Island Boys. Did you hear that? Yeah, it was great. Island I, I, Boy. <laughs> everything Island everything boy. was so like I said, it, it, there was a lot of controversy from yesterday's stuff. Uh yeah, just some good um Good prelims. I mean, and and even the first uh, the first prelim, man. Yeah, I know you missed it, but uh, I, I started what uh, talk about uh, some of the highest level of uh, grapple scrambles I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, these guys were literally just going at like going at it. It looked like they were turning into like primordial beings that were gonna fuck each other. So yeah, so, it was pretty. Did you move on from Virna and Amanda, or what? Yeah, I moved you... on. Okay. We're done. I, I talked about the first fight, the, the first fight of the night. Oh, of the night. Yes. Okay. I yeah. so I, I that's another one I didn't watch. That's why I wasn't able to follow you because yeah, literally, no. uh, you were texting me about it, and someone else was texting me about it, and I was just like, can't watch. Don't know. Yeah. No. It. it yeah. It was. Uh, it it was really it. just high level grappling, like this, and and I was like, okay, like this will be over soon. Nope. Literally every single round they were. I, I want to say they were scrambling for probably I want to say at least 10 minutes. So almost two rounds, nice. full two rounds of just like advancing position, advancing position, moving, advancing, going for uh, a Kimura, going for this, going for that. I was like, dang, these guys are fucking here like to bang. Tim, um, Tim Elliott and uh, Louis Smoka. Mm-hmm. Very much so. So, yeah, I mean, so that's the, it's the prelims. Um, we're going to get to the, um, coach later in the forum no coach the reference later in the oh forum. yeah what a fucking but uh in the meantime terrible. i'm gonna enjoy kit kat <laughs> dude i was at uh i was at target today getting some coffee i get my uh, coffee from target oh cool 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 i saw a pumpkin pie kit kat in the checkout almost picked it up yeah sometimes sometimes uh i'll i'm I can be a CUDA about that stuff, to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. And I'm not lying. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, that sounds good. And then I'll get up and be like, yeah. this is not as advertised. But Kit Kat is always as advertised. Always as advertised. You know what they call it in, in the UK? Kit Kat. <laughs> Why did you sound like Borat, dude? Kit Kat. My Kit Kat. Great success. Um, by the way, guys, happy Halloween. Oh, yeah. Happy Halloween. Uh. There's probably people trick-or-treating outside as we're recording this. Yeah, they're um, definitely adults trick-or-treating right now. No, there's kids in my area, dude. Plus, No, they're not. Do you want to say something crazy? I don't know if like 
the entire country is supposed to trick or treat at the at the exact same time, regardless of time zones, because out west we always trick or treated like in the evening. It was like yep. it would be like, or wait, no, that would be like reverse on what I'm saying. I'm not making sense because here, literally, kids will start trick or treating like two, three o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah, like dog. what the wait, fuck? Wait till the nighttime so you can get wait till the nighttime kidnapped. Like what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Like. Wait till the nighttime so nobody can see you and hit you with their fucking car. No, but Your really, fear like, of abduction isn't real. What are you doing? Yeah. Hey, listen, ladies and gentlemen, who fucking cares? If you... Anyway, now, um, really, uh, uh, my ex, uh, my son, they have to trick or treat on specific days. Days. Yeah. So the... not, not on the Halloween day. The cat, the, the, the Massachusetts, I guess, for some reason, they say this city can trick or treat on this day and this city can trick or treat on that day. It's weird. And they're like, you can only trick or treat from five to seven. And I'm like, listen here, motherfucker, I'll go to anyone's house and knock on their door and ask yeah. for all the food in their house. Bro. You know what I'm going to do next Halloween? Guess what? <laughs> guess what? Ball of cheese. It's. Hey. Right on my front door. Hold on, wait. Guess what? Guess what the sign's gonna say? Take one and leave. You reminded me when I was little, when I grew up in Vegas. <laughs> we went trick or treating one time, and you know how they're like, I don't know if this is a thing now. I think there's like different rules, whatever. It used to be like, oh, leave your porch light on if you're, mm-hmm. yeah, if you're if candy, oh, candy yeah, or whatever. If you're, yeah. if you're leave your porch light on. Yeah, if you're participating. At the very least, like some people, like they don't want to put decoration, but like, yeah, I bought candy. I'll give candy out. I want to say either I can't remember if this guy's porch light was on and he just didn't get the memo or if it was off and we didn't get the memo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like something was like not communicating, but we fucking ring his doorbell like trick or treat. And he's like, Oh, is that today? Uh, I was like asking kids. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And then, <laughs> and he goes, hold on. I think I got something. <laughs> he leaves for like, close that. The comes back and like finds like some like fancy chocolate like it would have been like now they're more popular but like back then it would have been something like ferrero rocher which you don't uh, Lindor, like just give Lindor out truffles Lind- yeah Lindor truffle something like that where like it was clearly i kind of felt bad but at the same time like <laughs> you made it really uncomfortable at the start yeah he really you really said i'll be right back i'm like dude i'm gone <laughs> like what the fuck i don't know if you're gonna bring out like fucking cum filled stuff anyways let's keep going on to these normal that was my childhood let's keep going on to these fights sponsored by heath you're really trying to get that product placement in there not only is heath the greatest chocolate of all time it's also not the greatest chocolate of all time listen Uh, whenever i eat this smooth toffee we're not having this conversation here's why Hey, not the score, not that English toffee bullshit. This is yeah, not that English toffee, but this is hate. This is American hate. Now, I know what you're about to say. We're not having a debate about best chocolate in the world. Hey, bro. No, we are. That's what I'm saying. I already know. Stop. Pull your whoppers (laughs) now. You're you're so pissed. Your your face was literally pissed off. (laughs) So pissed off. I've been trying to get mine in and you're like holding up other ones oh. that are not even it, bro. By the way, 
<laughs> that's number one. That's what I'm trying to tell you. First of all, we got to go back to the Whoppers. Kate's brother, for some reason, when he was little, used to call them Wobblers. And that's what their family calls them. Cool. And sometimes it's cute. Sometimes I'm like, eh, it's not Wobblers. Uh, okay, listen, here's the ranking. And the, pa- the patrons will be able to see this. Reese's. Butterfinger. Everything else. Wow. Everything else. If it doesn't have fucking peanut butter in it, get lost. I don't want it. Mm. I'm trying to think. Of, ooh. My my favorite was always. I do um, like Heath though. Heath is good. Heath I like Heath as good. a as a fucking topping. Kate used to make and she doesn't make it anymore because it's not vegan, and we're vegan. Well, I am. She's not. She used to make this pumpkin cake for like this time of year, and the recipe calls to like crumbled up bits of Heath bar on the top. Madon, I'm telling you, it's so I mean, good. sounds delicious. My favorite was always um, you've had it. I don't know what you're talking about. Sounds delicious. Uh, sounds delicious. It's amazing. I've had it. It's too good. Um, I, um, I'm a really big fan of Twix now. Currently, mm. um, I've always like oh, peanut oh, butter Twix is good. Oh, well, anyways, because again, it doesn't have peanut butter. That's a good point. You can send um, it back. But I also was like a really big fan of like, um, like regular, just straight fruit candy, like uh, hard fruit mm. candy. I love it. Jolly Ranchers, fucking so get my dick hard. Fucking you give me you fucking throw two Jolly Ranchers at me. Guess what? Sucking you off. Sucking you off. Literally sucking you off. Sucking you off. All right. After I'm done with these two delicious grape Jolly Ranchers that you gave me. Great. That's the worst one. We gotta talk about your choices, dude. What the fuck? We will after I I don't mind a a green apple Jolly Rancher. With these whoppers. Whoppers. The greatest chocolate candy. Here we are by, on a time crunch somewhat and you're going off about fucking hard candy and Whoppers, dude. <laughs> it's been like 15 minutes on candy. Made by the greatest company of all time. Mars? Cadbury Mint. Okay. No, Cadbury makes Cadbury. Whoppers? They don't. It's Hershey. I was going to say it's Hershey. They, yeah, as Hershey you can tell, Mars. these are all Hershey products. Yeah. Mm. And just listen He's to that malt. Mm. Mm. Remember when I used to make the malted uh, shakes at a Juicy Burger? Oh man, how could I forget? I was so it's good. incarnation malt. Mm. Okay, All right. okay, we gotta move on. Uh, on. Hamdan Chemaev might be the real deal, and I'm super mad about it because Bro, I hey, what's going nothing on? but hey. failure. Hold on. Whoa. Bro, skipped. <laughs> oh, did I skip? You skipped Ankalaev, dog. I skipped Ankalaev. Hey, listen, we already know Ankalaev is the real deal. I was actually surprised that that went the distance. And I was right there with DC and Felder on the broadcast of like, he can finish this guy. He's just yeah. being super calculated. I was like, bro, the fact that you're not finishing him means like, like don't call for a title shot after that. Yeah. We're going to um, get into like what I think is next for him based on the question in the forum. Yeah. So uh, we're just going to go straight to what we, we want to talk about, which is fucking Hamza Chamaya being the fucking real deal. And I'm super mad about it because hey. I wish him nothing but failure. Hey man, his sad travels and his sad, sad cleft town. lip. I don't like making fun of people, but guess what? Cleft lip boy. Also, don't shave your beard. Look like a fucking weirdo. Look like a weird uh, dick penis. You're both a dick penis. You're a fucking dick penis with a cleft lip. Bro, did you see that? I tweeted about this. Did you see the interview from like before he got COVID when Kevin Ioli thought it was an injury? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Above his lip. Yeah. How do you live to be 90 or however the. F- old kevin ioli is and not have ever seen a cleft lip 
Like you look yeah. at that, and you're like, oh, it's got a cleft lip. Yeah, it's almost or like palate or whatever. Like, how is it even possible that you could ever live your whole life and just never have a uh, Reese's? Yeah, the official sponsor of. Oh, it's upside down. What the? Fuck? Like, if that wasn't an official sponsor, they'd be super mad that it's upside down. Uh, uh Stranger Things. Yep. Oh yeah, she was like Reese's. A lot of sponsors. Yeah. Yeah. No, she did. I, I was just I saying Stranger Things because because the upside down world. So anyway. Oh, the upside down. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a lot to get there. Anyways, Hamza Chimaev picked Hamza up. Chimaev beat the Dolce of the of the leech. Uh, beat the shit out of him and choked him out. I mean, was talking to Dana. I kind of low key hate that. Me too. But here's the here's the thing about this uh thing. Hey man. Oh, yeah. Tell me. Uh, fucking superior wrestling is scary. <laughs> It is really scary. Superior wrestling is really mm-hmm. scary. Shapiro wrestling. Mm-hmm. I really mean it. It's when like, you. The leech had nothing for him. Zero. Shout out to whoever responded to one of my tweets that was like, the leech landed exactly as many punches on Hamza that I have. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that. But like I said, when you're that aggressive with these with these aggressive wrestlers, I mean, that's, that's what it's supposed to. It's just like, you're incredibly strong. You wrestling only, only can work when the person that you're going against, I'm sorry, which is, if you're just incredibly stronger than your other opponent, you're going to win. You're going to just dog walk them. You're going to maul them. You're going to, you know what he's going to do, but you can't stop it. Yeah. You're going to impose it. As a matter of fact, like I thought the takedown was a little bit telegraph. He was just so fast with it. Yeah. It was like, oh yeah. I was like, oh, he's going to take him down. Dropped to his knees, shot the double, fucking got got around, got the back, and just slammed oh. him down while looking at Dana. Yeah, hey, it was a lot. Up. Fucking maybe don't say I'm gonna kill everyone. Yeah, that was a little weird. <laughs> oh my god, so ah, cringe. Ah, I was like, all right, I'm man, gonna kill everyone. Go. I'm gonna kill them. I was like, all right, man. I guess, I guess so. Maybe, um, maybe what we said is true that he isn't being inhabited by fucking Ramzan Khadirov. Oh, that's right. We did. I was yeah. gonna. I was gonna tweet. We forgot out about that. that. I, no, I didn't. I was gonna tweet out yesterday. I was like, uh, "Lest we all be reminded that this is not Hamza Chimaev, but a doppelganger." Yeah, that was hired by the Chechenian. Chechenian. Chechen. Um. Yeah. So, so sorry to the leech, but uh, we got to see Hamza Chimaev. I don't know. We'll, we got to see. I mean. What the good news got? for me is that he's now basically he's going to be in the rankings. So, like, we basically have to see this guy fight top top competition now, yeah. and we're going to find out just how real he is. I still don't think he's he's not ready for Usman. Like, people are calling this out. Like, just just stop. Yeah, I think uh, I think that. Uh, yeah, a lot of people feel that way, but I just think that I just think because of the aggressive nature of it, they think mm-hmm. that it's like that's what it's going to be. And I was like, Marty's got some pretty good Marty. What did I call him, Marty? Yeah, Kamar Usman, fucking MAGA guy. Yeah, I get. I am now. Um, anyways, QAnon. Um, <laughs> yeah, people that are QAnon like to say QAnon all the time. Yeah, uh, QAnon. Anyways, I, uh, QAnon. Anyways, I ran into I ran into one at a, at a bar the other day, actually, to be honest with you. It was weird. He was normal at first, and then he started talking about how we should all take ivermectin because, hold on, maybe some of us have uh, parasites in us. Maybe said that we should take it, but he said, maybe. He said, maybe we have some parasites. I said, what? 
He goes, he goes, and okay, so great, fine. Talking good. That comes up. I was like, okay. Then he goes, yeah, man, you can't look too far into anything or else you become radicalized. You just <laughs> said we should all take ivermectin because we could have parasites. In. Can't look too far or else you get ra- radicalized. You're so far into it, you've come back around. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's like, yeah, America. He was like, yeah, oh, God, when I was a kid, man, everything had made in China on it. We got to change that. And I was like, Bro. dude, honestly, us importing and exporting, most American thing of all time. Yeah. Fucking we, it's built into our shitty blood, ladies and gentlemen. Not also, to say we're that, not the only country that does it. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's, it's, cra- it was crazy. But anyway, it's good for global economy. Like, what the fuck not is this to say, guy yeah, doing? Not to say. <laughs> <laughs> Not to say that I don't love America. I think it's a, it's a fantastic country that we live in because we can do almost anything we want. But I just mean like it was very like, oh, cool, 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 yeah. cool, cool. You believe this shit. Normal hey. at first, weird second. Also, can can we collectively decide? I mean, not a lot of people are listening to this, so that's fine. But like, hey man, if you're <laughs> if you're if you're a dude like a straight dude at a bar, don't talk to other dudes. I don't want to fuck. You come to the bar to make friends, bro. You trying to? Uh, it annoys me so much. I can't. I can't I, even tell you. Like, I have to. I have to. I have to going back agree. to bars because we're yeah. going to karaoke. This guy, I'm just like, I'm minding my own fucking business. He's trying to mind my business too, and it's like it's karaoke night. And he's like, you know, think about karaoke. I think about like bad singers, but some of the people are pretty good. And I was like, I definitely don't want to have this conversation. And then you should have been like, that guy went up there and was really bad. You should have, you should have been like, uh, I mean, they're okay. I mean, have you seen me go up there? That's the thing. Like, you should have said, you, know, you should have just, you should have fucking to go up. Or I, I don't know if I did go up at that point. You should have fucking saying shoot. Up. So you should have pumped, even like, you should have pumped yourself up so much. You'd have been like, he's like, yeah, I think bad. Some people are pretty good. He's like, um, <laughs> wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> Do you know Pretty who I am? You, just, you know what? Can I tell you something? Buy all my drinks before I go up because you're going to want to. Yeah. It's That's how good I am. I'll sing Shoop. I don't care. Whatever it is, best performance you've ever seen in your entire life. It actually, it actually fucking brought the house down. But that's something. It's like a comedic thing, you know. You can't really brag about that. Yeah, you can't. Last but week, you can I brag about it because up. it fucking brought the house down. Yeah. So, guess what? Everyone loved it and loved it and was like, "Hey, this is fucking juicy, baby. Fucking let's fuck him up." I I fucked up last week though. I went and sang. Um, I did a Hosier song, Ooh, and yeah. oh, that right, I songs. fucking destroyed. It was awesome. Yeah, that was the day that that you were um needing my assistance. See. Um, Destroyed the Hosier song in a good way, but it was also like the only karaoke version that was there because the guy gets his stuff off YouTube. It was like acoustic kind of, and that's not really meant to be an acoustic Spitch. song. It was it was kind of weird. And then later in the night, I got like <laughs> I was I was drinking more. For some reason, I thought it would be really funny if I sang "Chandelier" by Sia. Great song. Great song. Really, really hard to sing if you're trying to sing it seriously. And I was like. I had every intention of being comedic with it. Like I was just going to be like super emo and keep it in like my, be like, I'm gonna sweet. Yeah. But then as soon as the music starts, I started like, I flipped a switch and I tried, to, I tried to be, I tried to do it legit and it literally destroyed my voice oh, and cool. sounded really fucking bad. I fucking love it when people destroy their voice. It's my favorite thing. 
Hey. All right. Well, we should call this episode tangents. Yeah, we should call this episode uh, tangerine tangents. This episode oh, is sponsored. This episode is sponsored by Chocolate Tangents. Okay, it is gonna be. It's not gonna be called chocolate, but it is gonna be called. This episode is sponsored by Tangents. There we um, go. All right. And on that note, I think we should move on. Yeah. Speaking of Hans which, uh, speak of speak about this boring next fight. I'm just kidding. It was uh fine. It was um, okay. This yeah. is another one where I was like, Volkov should have finished Tagura. <clears throat> oh right, and I got these the inspiration to tweet yesterday that uh izzy's uh writing in the death note to the shinigami was the best uh corner cam ever that's ever happened because marcin taibura looked at the camera like it wasn't supposed to be there in his face (laughs) it was really funny uh it was really really funny it (laughs) he just was like uh, it was weird because like it came up to him and it got really up close to his face and he was like this and then all of a sudden he just goes and then they look away <laughs> and i was like dude if that was me i'd fucking i'd fucking i'd be saying like you're gonna eat my fucking kfc shits later i would be fucking saying some stupid UFC, bullshit kfc <laughs> don't care i'm gonna fight everyone anywhere tom aspinall oh thank God. you tom um aspinall. this fight uh i mean you know, heavy heavyweight fight. What are you gonna do? Uh, th- it was pretty fine. It, it, yeah. As far as heavyweights go, it was more active than a lot of them. Well, that's very and, true. Uh, and that's what I sort of expect from them. And maybe I don't know if I should lower my expectations, but like what we've seen from Volkov and like the like, the kind of striker he is, I feel like he should have put Tiber Ray. Now Tiber is pretty fucking tough, and he he fought a much better fight than I expected. But I still feel like Volkov was kind of like coasting at moments, and I was just like. Bro, this is not. It was this. It was very reminiscent of the fucking Volkov and Greg Hardy fight. I was like, "Hey, man, you've had what fifty fights and have been fighting since you were two years old. This motherfucker came from the NFL two years ago, and you're not gonna finish him." Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It was Volkov um, might be my least favorite heavyweight. I just realized. Yeah, uh, that's not true because you uh, just well, <laughs> mentioned Greg Hardy. Well. I forget that he exists. You know what I mean? Like, he's so just like, he doesn't even register. Yeah, I swear to God. Fucking, oh, guys, if Alexia Linick doesn't fucking choke Greg Hardy out until he's dead, I don't know what we're going to do. I want him to just like drown him. I want him to just like get him down immediately, put him in an arm triangle and, and squeeze hard enough so that the ref won't stand it up, but not enough for Greg Hardy to tap to where it fucking takes the air out of his lungs. Yeah, I and want maybe he squeezes and then releases, squeezes and then releases. And yeah, then I want, the bell I want Alexia, I want Alexia Linick to have uh 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 put a uh put an inhaler in his cup and just just like but not shower for a couple of days <laughs> and just fucking let the fucking all the sweat and like smegma juices all get inside the inhaler and then just fucking put Greg Hardy in a goddamn choke an Ezekiel choke. And then right as soon as he's about to fucking pass out, pull it out, put it in his mouth. Dude, and, then he, and then, and then he goes, breathe. And then just breathe in all that magma juice <laughs> into his lungs. <laughs> You're so gross. Hey, guess what's gross? 
Greg fucking Hardy. Yeah, so, Greg fucking Hardy. Ladies and gentlemen, he definitely deserves a fucking inhaler full of smegma juice. Let's let, pretend. Let's not pretend like yeah. we're not all thinking that he doesn't deserve <laughs> a inhaler full of smegma juice. 100%. We're all thinking that, right? Yeah. That's things that normal people think, right? As a matter of fact, that little canister that they put in there of the like steroid or whatever is the inhaler, yeah. fill that with smegma. That's <laughs> so what. Like, that's what. Like, yeah. Oh, God damn, that's <laughs> jokes on it. Wow, this is I, I, it's actually making my stomach turn. But guess what? I do. Fuck Greg Hardy. Yeah, fuck Greg Hardy. Fuck him so much. He'll take that inhaler full of smegma juice. I kid you not. Guys, Alexi Olenek needs to fucking win that. I don't care if you're I don't care. Why is he getting this fight? We're going to talk about it later well, next year. But I'm. It's when I saw the card, I literally was so I almost threw my phone at the TV. I said, why? 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 He literally just got fucking knocked the fuck out. And then we're yep. just like, let's main card him. Yeah, let's rush him out. Huh? Yeah. Uh. So bad. Imagine. <laughs> imagine Greg Hardy has like a peanut allergy and he yeah. forgot his EpiPen and like him and Alexia are at like the same restaurant after the weigh-ins on Friday night before the fight. Oh, yeah. And Alexia fills an EpiPen full of smegma instead. And, and Greg's like, there's peanuts in this pad thai? I didn't know. There's always peanuts in pad thai, you dumb piece of shit. He's like, there's peanuts in this pad thai? Oh, God. And he starts to like oh, have an oh, anaphylactic reaction. Oh, oh, and then give Alexia's me my like, pen. I have an EpiPen. Oh, oh, full of smegma it's now. Smegma. <laughs> okay. This episode is officially sponsored by Smegma. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to keep Imagine going. Greg Hardy goes to the Olive Garden and they're putting cheese on the pasta, but instead of that, Smegma. Just say when. He's like, oh yeah, come on, keep going. Oh, this is Smegma. <laughs> yeah, I hate myself for that one. <laughs> yeah, but so here we are. Um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I... Uh, I don't really want to move on to the next fight. But anyway, let's pretend it didn't happen. No, no, no. no. There was this a fight. A... Uh, someone from Dagestan came out against someone from New Zealand, and no one, no one was victorious. They called it a no contest because people from Dagestan are not supposed to beat people from New Zealand. And so the fact that they did, they were like, well, that shouldn't happen. This is a no contest, actually. Go away. This didn't, this didn't happen. The thing is, for me... Um... <clears throat> Yeah, you just you just can't get you really really have to figure out your takedown defense. There is no ifs ands or buts about it. You just have to figure it out as best as you possibly can and just wait until Did you, you can see- did you see Dan Hooker's Instagram story? Yes. Crying. Uh, wait, what, Hello, what did he do? Darkness, my old friend. Oh, yeah, yeah. He was like watching the rest of the fights in the hotel room or something. And he fucking, I only saw it because Mon posted it. Mon from, from Australia. I don't know her full name. Just Mon. Just, okay. It always says like Mon sneaks or like Mon hates art or whatever. But she's good at art. So I think it's like a joke. Anyway, she fucking posted a link to the story and. I was like, that's fucking sad as fuck. Now, and also, you know, also a, um, uh, it's been a while since we've seen a, which is even sadder. It's been a while since we've seen a verbal tap, <sighs> um, which is hard. And we, I mean, 
Well, that, I mean, kind of kudos to that camera person, and also not kudos because I think everyone collectively, as because it was, it wasn't like a different angle. It, the camera was right there. Um, so the second that it started to get cinched up in his leg pass, everyone I think collectively at home was like, "Well, oh, he's done." It was like my head was like, "Well, it's gonna pop." I was like. Oh, I don't want to watch this. I don't want to, you know what I mean? I was like, oh, boy, it's bending. And then when he started screaming, and then I was like, okay. Whew. But, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I feel, I feel, you know, we got, we got to be, first of all, we got to be happy for the fucking meaty clackers that are on fucking mm. Dan Hooker. We're stepping <laughs> up and taking the fight. Yeah. Um, the concept, the idea that, to think that he's going to be a can <laughs> Guys, if you think he's going to be can, honestly, mm, two fights. If anyone thinks Dan Hooks a fucking can, don't listen to this show. I don't yeah. care what you say. Don't listen to the show. Two fights you need to watch. Paul Felder and him, Dustin Poirier and him. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's, That's all it. you need to see. Forever. Forever in a day. And, 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 even, and I'll even go even one step further. Um, I'll even go for the Edson Barbosa. Because even that yeah. showed fucking how tough this motherfucker is. So, you know, we're we're just Unreal. talking about these scary, the scary wrestlers this this time around, and that's that's kind of what happened. So, we'll see what happens with Makachev. I mean, I don't know. I I don't know. I, I guess we're gonna have to wait and see. I, I'm not I'm not too keen on him. I mean, he's he's winning all his fights. I, you know, I can't be too mad about it. But we have a lot of interesting people at the top the top three i mean uh, a lot of well i think people bring it up in the forum so i don't want to spoil that mm-hmm. um so yeah that was uh that was sadness and then leading into more sadness but in a good way first of all before we go any further also i just re- reminded me hey remember how we had fucking you know what people don't want to seem to remember this but oh, we're gonna get to it in the forum we had we had two bad refs last night, ladies and gentlemen. Two. Okay. Oh. Here's why. Okay. At the very end of the fucking fight between Islam Makachev and Dan Hooker, whenever they're about to announce the winners, the ref made them tap gloves twice with his hands. That's why I posted fire that ref. <laughs> Pissed. Pissed off. I was pissed as hell. I was like, what? Like, dude, what? Like, what? He literally literally grabbed their hands and was like, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you actually doing? Like, what? <sighs> like, yeah, it's a good fight. Like, touch your hands together. Also, it doesn't make any sense. Should fire that ref. Don't was it Jason do that. No, it was uh, it was another one of the one of those uh, other guys. But he did it, and I was like, "Fuck it, this guy, this guy just lost." And you're like, yeah, "Yeah, good fight." I was like, "What? Did you hear that? Was it a trick or treater?" No, it sounded like someone, like a truck backfiring or something, or like some <laughs> fucking very gunshot. large object. No, just say gunshot. Just say gunshot. No, it wasn't. That's the thing. I'm pretty sure it wasn't a gunshot, unless it was like a shotgun or something. I'm not used to hearing. Like, uh. <clears throat> Yeah, well, I'm sorry that that happened in your, in your background of your um, your audio right now. And also, fire that ref. Yeah, fire that ref, that ref Just don't do that. Like, don't. So it, passionate it, about it, but I can't remember who it was. Yeah, well, I don't care. Like I said, because he's he was fired. Chris Tognoni. 
It wasn't Tonyoni because he wasn't there. Mm. Tonyoni wasn't there last night. It was uh, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way to know. Oh, you know, it might have been Mark Goddard. No, it wasn't Mark Goddard. It was it was one of the refs from the UAE. I'm almost positive. All right. Well, there's no way to know. Yeah, we'll never check. Anyways, (laughs) the uh, psychologists say sometimes they say you'll you'll see, dude. If you just go back and watch it, when I saw the tap of the hands, I was like, "What are you?" He just lost. And it's also like they weren't on bad terms. Like it was just really weird. I was like, "It was really weird." It looked. It was almost like you know that that meme of like Mike Tyson. Like a fucking teenager playing with his toys. And he's like, "Yeah, now Kith." Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now Kith. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, "Yeah, don't." All right, be friends now. Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, yeah. That was bad. And Dan, I like the, I like how Dan Hooker posted the the uh, the gif of um of Woody Harrelson crying into his money, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, that is pretty funny. Uh, so you know it. You know he's. I'm interested to see what happens next for him. Um, and Islam Makhachev. I mean, obviously we fast track to the belt or something. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, now, Peter Yan, Corey Sandhagen. Another thing, very controversial. Michael Chandler, did we just see the best title fight of all time? Oh, we fucking up. did not. Did you fucking <laughs> forget Volkanovski and fucking Brian Ortega just happened, dude? Just happened. And then there, everyone in the comments fucking roasting, and they're like, hey, uh, Jung Wei Lee, Yoana Yon Jacek, Robbie Lawler, Roy McDonald, too. They're so just listing off these amazing title fights. Man, and like this one was technically really good, but it certainly. Yeah. It, it certainly was a very, it was a, I don't want to say typical, but it was like the way that it was described was very like, okay, like you saw Peter Jan's game plan the entire time. You saw, you know, everyone's like, he, he grows later in the, in the, in the rounds, mm-hmm. um, kind of like me. And, uh, <clears throat> and uh, I, not a shower, but uh, he, he'll just grow sometimes. Um, depends on what's happening, but um uh, also sponsored by Four Hymns. Anyways, we're gonna keep going uh, from this point. Uh, but Peter Yan, just at the beginning, will be very, very tiny, <clears throat> and then he'll uh, just start to grow and grow, roughly about nineteen. By the fifth round, he's fully nineteen ready. twenty centimeters, uh, something like that. But uh, depending on how you look at it, but uh, yeah, like I think like one hundred and twenty millimeters, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> don't ask me. But something like that. But anyways, um, anyways, let's keep going. Uh, so. We just keep going, and uh, and anyone that's um, you know like European or anything, just just do the math to big yeah, size, small size. Yeah. Anyways, uh, well, that fight. That's what was, they normally use. They wouldn't have to do the math. Yeah, we, like we Americans just, yeah, would have to do the that's math. That's true. We're, we're like, yeah. Anyone who's listening that's American, um, yeah, just yeah, figure it out. Uh, so, like I said, Peter Yan starts very very small, then he takes a very big blue pill. Hold and on, he starts to grow. Fucking do the conversion right now. I said 120 sure, millimeters. Oh no, I'm pretty sure 20 oh, no. centimeters is five oh. inches. Yeah, but I said, but I said 120 millimeters. So, well, let's check both. I'm gonna fact check you on both. Great, I can't centimeters wait. Centimeters to inches. Great, I can't wait. Um, I said 20 centimeters. You said 19, 20 centimeters. Yeah, I think oh, 7.87. Yeah, give give or take. Pretty fucking respectable. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> hey, can I tell you millimeters? Hey, can I tell you give or take? You know what I mean? Like. Honestly, yeah. if anyone wants to know, give or take. Give or take. Yeah, Just give or take. If we're all guessing, give or take. Okay? So. Oh, 120 millimeters. Go on. 4.7. Give or take. Give Ladies and gentlemen, give or take. Yeah, please give. Yeah, but mostly take. So, uh, anyways, take. Like, yeah. yeah. WIP more like it. Uh, anyway, uh, but Peter Yan 
you know, figured out Corey Sanhagen's mm-hmm. um, game plan in the first and second uh, round. I gave Sanhagen the first two. Yeah, me too. I was fighting um, with people that were like, I, I was like, oh, 20 to 18 Sanhagen. 100%. Suck yeah. it. And this Absolutely. was like, 1919. Hmm, I, I don't like, think, well, yeah. you're wrong. I don't think anybody didn't give Corey Sanhagen the first two rounds. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure because I, 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 I thought the same thing. I, but think so, like, I think some of the judges did. From, but from like Paul Felder said, yeah, he was like, yeah, in the third round, he just started to Peter Jan just started to piece it together and he sort of find his timing and find, and the find his timing and and did some really really great shots and really good stuff, um, you know, and and people talked about you know Corey Sanhagen being like you know I I did lose that he was the better man you know, and and you know they were like a lot of people were bringing up TJ Dillashaw fight and everyone's like, yeah, Corey Sanhagen's pretty honest about this stuff. So, and, and, and yeah, yeah, they really did score the TJ Dillashaw fight incorrectly. Yeah. Um, striking wise, like striking wise, 100%. Uh, fucking Corey Sanhagen fucking gave TJ Dillashaw the business. Corey, Corey, Sandman won that fight. Yeah. He gave him the business. And, and, and I don't even care. Like, and everyone's like, oh, damage. And I was like, no, like actual striking. <laughs> yeah. So, and so here's the thing too. Like, for me, I have not wanted to give Jan credit for a while. I feel he's a tad overrated. Mm-hmm. Um, I still don't like him as a person. I think he's kind of a shitty fighter, or shitty person, rather. He's a great fighter. Uh, he has my respect after this fight, because that was amazing. Even someone, I want to say it was Brat, so shout out to her if this is true, uh, had a tweet that was like, Corey Sanhagen literally fought the perfect fight and still lost. Yeah. Like the way he was fighting was like the perfect way to fight Jan, but Jan was still finding his timing and stuff. It, it was unreal. You know, I thought it was a really, really good fight. So I kind of see why, where Michael Chandler was coming from, but it's like, Hey man, is this also maybe the first subtle fight you've ever watched? Yeah. Because um, don't get me wrong. I, I get, like I said, the, the, the overcoming adversity and all that stuff. I get the angles of that, but uh, just, just as far as like back and forth go, like it didn't, you know what I mean? Like, the Ortega, uh, Arlovs, uh, the Ortega, the Ortega, um, wow, I was, I was about to say Arlovsky. Volkanovsky. Volkanovsky. Ortega Volkanovsky. Yeah, Volkanovsky fight, like, you know, was pretty, pretty spectacular. I mean, like, engaging, like, er- everything, you know, Joanna, you know, Jacek and, um, and Ray Lee, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, <clears throat> so the, these, these are the fights that you're just like, holy shit, like, I don't know you know, by the end of it. Um, and, and with, <clears throat> with this one, I, I kind of felt that it was Jan towards the end. I mean, although Corey came to life a little bit towards the fit in the fifth round, but just, it just wasn't going to be enough. Um, and then on to ladies and gentlemen, the main event. The first time I think I've ever cried at a UFC anything. Uh, that's not necessarily true. But as far as a win goes, it's yeah, definitely the saying, first time. You've definitely gotten as, choked up at like promos and stuff. Yeah. But as far as a win goes, it's the first time I've ever cried. It was so spectacular, so amazingly awesome and and Glover. Great hey, Cinderella man. moment for Glover. Cinderella Glover, man moment. Hey guys. Glover beat the fuck out of him in the first round. Oh my god. <laughs> like not only did he like, oh, like, you know, caught him and like swarmed. No, he fucking won the shit out of that first round. Like a lot. And goodness gracious, guys, the second that he got him down and started moving him and turning him, I was like, oh, this, holy shit. I was like, 
okay, okay. And then, and then once he got his back and flattened him out, I was like, I, I literally said, oh my God, out loud. And I started crying. I was yeah. like, oh my God, this is so amazing. And guys, here's the weird part about this. And just give me like, I know Glover's been in the, in the UFC for 20 years, like for however long he's, he's been in, but I haven't followed 10. his career. That, I haven't co- followed his career this entire time, but just like the promos that they cut and the way they make this, it felt very, you know, it felt very Bisping-esque to me. Um, yeah. You know, being in the arena for Bisping was just like so like energetic and explosive because you know embedded did a really good job of like building up the pro and then we were there in person and watching it happen you're just like wow this is a lot and then like you said um the interview that uh ariel hawani gave him before that kind of really solidified it for you to be like oh my god you know what i mean like so with glover just the promos and just everyone talking about him and and the john jones thing and all that stuff and just like no you know seven years he was in a title fight seven years ago he's in a title fight that's in Insane. The climb. Even DC couldn't hide his his happiness for Glover. I mean, not to say he was biased, but in that moment he was like, "Oh, I can't wait to hug Glover." And then when he's like interviewing him, he's like, "I'm actually saying this, the light heavyweight champion of the world." Yeah, it was it was really intense. And and you know, like I feel bad for Jan because uh, Jan's a great guy, and he also had a climb, a slog to get there, and beat a bunch of people to get there. Um, but Glover. Yeah, Glover is a real as a fucking real inspiration, uh, and I don't th- I don't think anyone that's ever watched that could ever imagine it not being an inspiration. It's so, like I said, what a climb! Like a you know, a seven year climb that that fucking you know, and he and he's knocking out, he's fucking making these killers that are in the the light heavyweight division just crumble like all the way up to it. He made Anthony know? Smith look amateur. Yeah, it, and Anthony Smith just, went five rounds with John Jones. Yeah, Glover yeah. is something else, man, and yeah. I still think it's Yuri's time. I I agree. I don't want to take away. I do want to bask in this Glover win. Um, but but now after this, like now seeing Yuri in the audience and stuff like that, I was like, oh, you know, the audience? I missed that. Oh, dude, it was great, dude. He's got his fuck. He's he's oh, got his dude. samurai. The samurai dick hair was there. It's ready, mm. dude. It's fuck, dude. It was. Oh, I missed anyways. a lot being depressed. Yeah, he's uh, he's. Didn't mean to like, but hey, don't me. bring the nosedive because at the end of the day, you were pretty happy for Glover, and you cried. Was I? Well, you were. You, were you just, did. You know what? You, you cried for Glover, even though I'm not, you I'm not really gonna lie. Cry. I'm happy now. Here, here is my feeling. First of all, I really like Corey Sanhagen, and I liked him for a while. Like it was right before the Lineker fight, I think, when I I started to be like. Okay, I really like this guy. I think I think I I saw watched an interview with him where I was just like I really like his style. Then the Lineker fight was just like he was on another level. He was showing he was piecing Lineker up, and then he Lineker had him in this tight ass guillotine, which had fucking blood coming from Corey's nose, but he didn't tap. I was like, this is unreal. So I've been I've been super hopping this guy for a long time. Uh, I really want to I really want to Corey San Sanhagen to win. So I was pretty sad about um, Jan winning, and then I'm like, okay. Now the other Jan, I wanted I wanted Jan Wahovic to win. Um, I see. Which when that was another thing, like kind of the reverse for me. So Jan didn't have like the best start to his UFC career. That's kind of been a story that people know. Uh, and even like he had a fight with Chago Santos. That was one of Chago Santos's like wins on his little tile run that got him the shot against John Jones. It might have been the last fight. Uh, I remember thinking like, okay, you're you're okay. You're kind of getting there. But then 
since he bounced back from that, he kind of went on a little bit of, bit of a tear and like he knocked out Luke and I was like, fuck yeah, Jan. So I was like, I just, I was so hesitant to like become a fan. And then the, the Izzy fight, uh, he, he showed me another level that I didn't know was there. And I've heard fighters say that like when, when you lose to someone, you want them to do well because you don't want to, you want that win to age well, or, or mm -hmm. you want, you know what I mean? Like you don't want to be like, Oh, I lost to a bum. Like you don't want that guy to go now go and lose his fights and re change the narrative. Like, um, so what, what, once he beat Izzy, I was like, okay, I hope he reigns for a while. And then like, I've talked about this before when, when, when I heard when Fernanda talked about how Glover like, was super nice to her backstage before he fought that will always be like he's the king for that he's he's a fucking king glover so i i am super happy for glover but in that moment i was sad for yawn and mm -hmm. it was kind of like you know when when dc and stipe fought for the first time i really like both guys and i was like man i don't like this i'm gonna be i'm gonna be happy for one guy and sad for the other no matter what and then when dc won the first fight I realized that I like DC more because I wasn't that sad for Stipe. Mm -hmm. uh, I was just like, oh man, fucking so happy for DC. The reverse was kind of the same for this one. I was like, oh man, I really want both guys to win. I even tweeted that. I was like, can we give them both a belt? And mm -hmm. then when Jan lost, I was just like, I was just sad for him. Especially because it felt like Jan, before his 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 run to the title, it felt like the, the pre- rope when he got that rope that he touched from the suicide force or whatever it felt like that and i was just it was sad like almost like he didn't show up mm -hmm. so I'm, I'm really, i was really sad for him but now happy for glover and now i'm thinking like you know who has a similar style to yuri but maybe isn't as good nikita krylov if you go back and look at the glover versus nikita krylov fight that could be a little bit of a sign of what's to come when they when they fight because that if that happens dude that could be just an all-out war and good oh i'm getting chills actually just thinking about it so that's what we need but i'm uh, super excited for great for glover moving forward yeah great uh great card i mean very uh, ups and downs everything it was great and we got a lot more stuff to talk about in the forum and that's a perfect segue for us to now take a break and we will Start the forum shortly. We are back. Ladies and gentlemen, the forum starts now. And our first submission is from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. With our boy Ty Flyguy. Let us play this message right meow. What's up, friendly sparring podcast? It's Ty from the Front Kicks and Throat Cuddles podcast. Man, what a win for Glover Teixeira. I know I was pretty excited. I let out a big woo when he was able to sink in that rear naked choke and get the win. Just beautiful. No other words can describe it. My question to you guys this week is... As far as memorable moments, do you think 2021 has had the best memorable moments in the, in the UFC's history, or is there another year where there was such heartfelt stories that came to fruition? 
let me let me know what you guys think. Love the show and keep it up, guys. Peace. Thank you, Ty. Have a very specific thing to say about this. It could be that that is the case. I'm sorry. Actually, it could have been that that is the case. But this year, they celebrated Michael Chandler for Black History Month. So 2021 loses. Your mic, your mic went out because of how loud you were. Forever. <laughs> great year. Very great things. Heartfelt. Loved it. Everyone. Stories. Michael Chandler, hero for Black History Month. 2021 had that happen. <laughs> so, no. Does that cancel all the other good stuff that happened? Yes, it <laughs> does yes Glover Teixeira winning yesterday Alex Volkanovsky winning Max Holloway being the fuck out all those people every single one of the things that everyone's like that was so memorable don't forget that Michael Chandler's the hero of Black History Month Bro, because guess what? <laughs> I can't with you. But here's the thing: that is what's gonna make this year so memorable. Think about it. Just really think about it. How you know many? T- this is. Uh, I UFC, think you're still mad about International Fight Day. The UFC is. Fu- let's. We're gonna talk about that. 2021 also introduced International Fight Day. So let's also, you know. So there's two things, but but Michael Chandler being the hero of Black History Month, it has. Literally, I I don't know how to say this. I don't know how to say this without sounding incredibly rude in any way, shape, or form. But like, really, really is like a big old stain on twenty twenty one. It's huge because what's worse is like UFC has done really fucked up shit before in the past. They have done a tons of tons of things, but this one was so mismanaged so properly. I couldn't believe it. Uh, and I was emotional during that time and. I remember just being like, this is stupid. And then like, just how many people roasted the fuck out of the UFC for doing that. So 2021 had tons of heartfelt moments. It was great. I, 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 I still feel like there's more to come. I mean, we got, you know, we have Charles Oliveira and Dustin Poirier fighting. If Dustin Poirier wins, ladies and gentlemen, uh, hearts are going to swell. Now, granted, I'm not counting Charles Oliveira out. I'm just saying that, let's be honest. If right. Dustin Poirier wins... It, it's gonna it, swell. Yeah, they're gonna swell. It's gonna be they might burst. Yeah, because it's so much. So we still have that. But even that, Michael Chandler is the hero that all everyone needs for Black so History Month. Greg Cardigan knocked out doesn't cancel that out. Why would it? Why would that? One thing 
counteract all these other great things. Though. Bro, they had an opportunity to celebrate all the black athletes in the thing. They chose not to. They chose not to. They said, hey, this white guy fucking did this. Let's fucking say he did great. So... So, so that's my opinion on it. That's my opinion on 2021. Okay. Tons of great things have happened this year, but I'm just saying if if my my mind is like I said, the only thing that's really sticking out to me is is Max Holloway and that thing, the memorable nature of it. But but Glover Teixeira is like pretty memorable. Everything was you just said you've never cried at a fight before and you did with that. I one. did, I know, but still. My heart cried when I saw that Michael Chandler was the hero for Black History Month. <laughs> Guys, pissed off about it. I'm really pissed, super pissed. I'm happy that you asked the question. You're making me I, feel I, guilty that I'm not pissed about it. Like, I was pissed at the time, but I've kind of forgot about it. And like, I'm for, sort of feeling like could, it doesn't affect the whole year. How like, could you forget about that? I didn't forget, but the fact that I'm like, I, I don't think it, it uh, 20, 2021, the, the year, the year that Michael Chandler was the hero of black history, but that's what it's going to be to me. They done goofed. Okay. They had an opportunity to do it better and they didn't. What a stupid fucking thing they did. And I'm going it back very to fucking it. Stupid. It was honestly guys, they should have, they should, everyone that was on the marketing team for that should have been fired immediately. You know who was uh, similarly uh, an unsung hero of that month? Uh, Caitlin Chukagian, when we found out she had all those likes. Yeah. When, when her Twitter account got hacked. hacked. Yeah, she liked it all. So Super memorable. Super memorable. Uh, I'm hoping this is, and this is kind of early in the, in the, I mean, we're, we're getting close to the end of the year, but I hope that uh, that next year brings a lot more change in the UFC because this year was uh, there was a pretty good amount of controversial eye pokes, um, uh, all, all illegal strikes, uh, gloves, I, uh, everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's always been that way, but I just mean like this year was like very blatantly like a bunch of them were happening yeah. and everyone's like, hey, we need to do something about this. Hey, we need to do something about this. So hopefully next year they're like, okay, we're going to do something about this. But that's my hope. So just go ahead and okay. say what you think is going to save this 2020 uh, trash burning year. Well, I was just going to say, <laughs> it's almost, it's a hard question to answer because there's still some year left and we've got some, some, like you said, some fights queued up that could potentially be very memorable, like in a really hard for a while, but, but it's also like, even let's say the, the, the year was over, because I think this is a great question to revisit. Well, now I know how you feel about it. It won't matter, but like something similar like this or a similar question about how we feel about the year would be good to, to answer at, at year end when we do our you know, end of the year show, but just in terms of t- like recency bias is already playing so heavy into it that it's almost hard to answer. And, and it's hard for me to like go back and remember other things that happened because like 2020 had some harmful moments, like bro, come coming back from the pandemic, the first fight, you know, UFC 249, Justin Gaethje versus uh, Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje winning the bell, even though I was super sad for Tony. Um, that was an amazing fight, and they they gave us a a really just amazing war um, for our first main event back from COVID, and there was just so many great things about it. Twenty twenty was also a really like amazing, like kind of crazy year for me. 
for the podcast. Um, so th- there's a there's a lot that happened in 2020 as well for me. So it, it's hard to say if this is the most memorable year, but to his point, it's it's up there for sure. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think that everything, like I said, crying at a UFC event, the the things that have happened, it's 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 high. I will say that. Let me just play like devil's advocate. Take out the Michael Chandler. Let's say that didn't happen. Let's do uh, alternate timeline. They never did that. Would you say this year is probably the most has the most heartfelt moments? Heartfelt. Brandon Moreno winning the belt. Oh. Charles Oliveira winning the belt. Oh. Like when those happen, dude. When those happen, kind of back to back. Honestly, for me, there's there's been a lot this year. That's fair enough. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. If I took out the Michael Chandler moment, Justin yeah, Poirier probably. breaking Connor's leg. I mean, that's yeah, really like heartfelt. Yeah. That that whole thing. Yeah. Ugh. Well. Yeah. This feels okay. These questions are now starting to become a little. Wait. I'm sorry. I'm happy to answer any of these questions, but I realize we actually have another one of these in the forum, and mm-hmm. I realize we probably shouldn't answer this question because now I'm really like we're 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 capping, we're we're recapping, and I'm like, we gotta we gotta wait. Like I You're feel right. like you're right we got a lot we got to digest it's it's too much it's too much so good good year heartfelt stuff let's talk about it at some other point yeah for sure <laughs> we have to and, and, and anyone listening that might have a similar question like keep in mind for the end of the year like we're going to do our our year-end show and we want some some questions like that um but uh here is uh this is a quick one so be ready it's 11 seconds it's, oh, from, our, it's from our boy kairos so it's, it's a really good question. It's just super short. What's up, fellas? Quick question. Who do you think is the easiest champion to beat now? A lot of people are losing those belts rapidly. And I want to know your honest opinion. Who's most likely to lose theirs next? Ooh. Great. Easy, simple question. Great, simple, easy question. You know what, uh, what was funny about this question for me is like um, a couple of hours before he sent this, I saw a tweet that he retweeted um, from like September that was like a ranking of beatable champions uh-huh. like from from worst to best i guess or whatever from most beatable to least beatable it was like starting with aljo ending with kamaru usman um and the, i kind of disagree with some of the middle part but i agree with i think Aljo's the last a- two for yeah for me it's definitely aljo, aljo i yeah. mean uh i'm trying to think of the other champions like it's 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 and honestly it really is recency bias well, like, yeah. What's like you know the Corey Sanhagen Peter Yan fight really brought to light of like the Aljamain Sterling like win quote unquote the the win right. for the belt. So like if you go back and watch everyone's fight like Brandon Brando versus Figgy, uh, Alexander Volkanovski versus Brian Ortega, you know uh, Charles Oliveira versus um, Michael Chandler. Michael Chandler, you know like yeah, we're we're talking. It's just recency bias. All those fights are great. All those fights were were fantastic. Amazing. So that's the that's the rub. So just doesn't really stand up to any of them at all. So yeah, that's why he's my easiest champion. That's that's probably going to get beat next. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean, especially if you look at like what's next for him. Like he had the title fight with Jan, controversial DQ win. He was losing that fight, and like the way this fight w- with Corey Sanhagen went, like I said, Jan finally has my respect. I think he didn't have my respect before, but like I now think he's a credible threat, and like maybe he will, can hold that belt for a long time. Like I don't see TJ beating him when TJ comes back. I don't see 
you know, the winner of Rob Font versus Jose Aldo beating him. Obviously, he already, you know, beat Aldo. Like, it's it's going to be tough to to beat Jan. Um, yeah. I think we even have a question about that. And so, like, they already they have a title unification about Jan now the interim. You fucking have to make that fight. Or, worst case scenario, like, maybe Aldo's neck. Because, listen, his neck is a legitimate injury. Yeah. Uh, he had the surgery and there's some debate about whether or not he should have waited for the surgery. I get that, but he had it and the doctors are not ready to clear him to return. He didn't pull out of any fight. I've seen some people saying he's been like pulling out of fights. He definitely did. And I'm not an Aljo fan. Like I'm not going to keep for Aljo, but it is what it is. He's losing that fight. If, if they, if they actually step in the octagon, he's going to lose that fight pretty badly. Yep. So yeah, great question. Kairos. I mean, if I were to rank him, I would say maybe next, just in terms of like, you know, resume and things like that, I would probably say Oliveira, just because, yeah. and and not not just the fact that I think Dustin's going to win, I do think it's going to be very close, and I do think Charles could could beat him, but we've seen Charles lose to other, you know, he's lost to Paul Felder, he's lost to other guys, like, you know, he's beatable in terms of mm-hmm. history, you know what I mean? That's all yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, oh well, now Glover. Maybe I would put Glover over, over Charles. Right, because of Yuri in the in the wings. Well, yeah, yeah. especially because of Yuri. Yeah, probably. The, yeah, those are definitely the three: Aljo, Glover, and um, and, and Yuri, or uh, not Yuri. <laughs> Marty kind of Yuri is a champion. No. Yeah. Fucking a great question, Kairos. All right, our next question is from is from Cakes. Let me play this right now. Hey guys, this is your girl Cakes. I just had a quick question in regards to MMA Twitter. Who is your MMA Twitter bestie? And who are you a fan of? Thanks. What a nice, wholesome question. Um, uh, do you want to go you, first? You? <laughs> I was just say now, now that you're fully integrated in MMA Twitter, it's obviously like we're best friends. And, uh, you? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, you, you, um, who's good? Who, who are, who are, Although I will people? say this like, I was mad that you like, you text me, you were like, I'm live tweeting, and I was like, oh shit, let's go. Because I've been tweeting to other people for so long and you don't really tweet that much, the fucking algorithm isn't showing me your tweets. And sometimes oh, it does. Right. Like, it used to, like, with that day that you said you won Twitter with the, with the memes and all that, mm-hmm. like, I saw those. I could, I had to literally go to your page. I would like search your page and fucking find the tweets. Uh, so that's okay. Sucks. I am so sorry. Just being on Twitter, guys. Guys, <laughs> we oh, have some breaking fucking news. sick! Oh my god! Fucking god Max Holloway and his family when his fucking the people from Demon Slayer and his fucking kid, his fucking Penny oh, Max, yeah. his fucking Zenitsu. Fucking oh, sick, yes. dude! This is so cool, dude. Max Holloway, king, forever king. Dude, that is sick. All right, anyways. Uh, <laughs> damn, that's fucking sick. Uh, who are my favorite um, Twitter people? Uh, everyone. No. Uh, I mean, that's kind of true, actually, to be honest with you, because some people will be coming with the, the fire tweets. But uh, I got to say, like, the funnier people uh, are the, the people that, um, like, Hectic One always posts just really, really funny memes. Um, uh, Kairos does a good job. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 Yugi. Um, yeah, he's Cameron great. Yeah, Callum. Uh, he's great. Uh, what's her name? Um, 
Dang it. Why am I? I just see your tweets. I like them a lot. What is her name? Describe oh, her. Uh, she does uh, the, the face tattoos. Um, the, 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 the freckles on the face. Um, oh, Jessica. Yeah. yeah, Jessica, uh, Jessica Nevick. Just recently, all of her rhyme things have been just so oh, funny to hell me. Oh, yeah, dude, she always kills it. Those are so fucking funny to me. Uh, what did she tweet the other day that I was just like, yes. It was something like, this person looks like a combination of this person and this person. Send tweet. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, absolutely, yeah, G, uh, send tweet. G is great. She's, she's funny. Yeah, G is amazing. Uh, uh, and then just like regular celebrity wise i mean you know I, I i think bilal's are really funny yeah. um uh his are super great um damn i mean Derek lewis uh but he his yeah, are like so few and far between right um yeah uh whew, trying to think yeah i mean i i guess that anyone that posts any really funny memes or anything like that yeah. of the day that just really really cracked me up oh um Smokey J, welcome back. Yeah, took um, my answer. Yeah, uh, so that's yeah. Those are the people that I that I like. I said that anyone that makes me laugh, it's very rare that I'll, I'll retweet, and I should start retweeting more often. But you definitely should. But uh, I, dude, I hate one of my pet peeves. Hate when people are stingy with retweets. Yeah, it might cost zero dollars. Yeah, cost zero. <laughs> let, let them know. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's my answer. Dude, I love it. Uh, I I hate doing this simply because like people are gonna get left out. That's true. And... I also want to leave anyone out. Like I said, anyone that makes me laugh, you might yeah. not know it. I'll sometimes I'll just yeah. chuckle to myself. <laughs> like... Right. So I gotta say I gotta start by saying anyone that listens to this podcast, you're definitely my favorite person. Like hands yeah. down. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. We really we we don't take it for granted. We we love the support and especially anyone that tweets about it too because that's another thing for me. Like. Uh, I nothing like makes me sadder when, when like I'll have an interaction with somebody that's maybe like not the most positive and they'll be like, Oh, well, I've been listening since day one. That kind of makes me, or you know what I mean? Or, or there, I find the like, I, I, I didn't know that you were listening cause you've never tweeted about it before. Like when people are actually tweeting about it, letting me know, that's what I love, dude. I love that. I love the engagement. I, I started this podcast as a way to like be more interactive with the anime, MMA community. Um, so yeah, any, anyone that does that, um, our patrons, obviously, I mean, are, which are included on people that listen, but like, you know, um, want to give them some extra love, obviously, which we're going to do later on as well. Uh, and other than that, like the turbo team who, you know, were, was featured on this podcast minus one, you know, like I said, that guy turned out to be a sociopath and he's fucking gone, but we replaced him with, with hectic and Luke. And uh, those guys are fucking awesome. And like you said, shout out to Smokey J who like, literally one of my favorite people on Twitter, like just absolutely a, a true legend. And he's, he, only, he says legend all the time. He's like, Oh, this guy's a legend. That guy's a legend. Like he's a legend. You know what I mean? Um, and uh, I always say um, this person has the best takes uh, Tev talks MMA. Oh uh, yes. And, and also uh, other, Oh, she said MMA Twitter. Okay. Not just Twitter in general. Okay. Never. <laughs> oh, well shout out a fucking Twitter account that you like. Oh, I was going to, I was going to fucking say James, James Gunn is amazing on Twitter. Oh, is he really? <laughs> Dude, he's he's so he's so one of the most like personal. I mean, it seems personable on Twitter. He'll call people out. He'll he'll talk about the process. He'll do this like people ask for advice, all this stuff. And he'll fucking go into full detail about it. That's and awesome. he is literally like 
one of the biggest directors of all time now, like as far as like, um, uh, like blockbuster movies. Right. Uh, and he's just given, given everyone the business and everyone's like, Oh, look at this guy being a dick. And he's like, no, that's not what I'm like, man, he's fucking, he's not like, Oh, I'll just ignore it. He's like, no, no, you fucking don't understand. Like yeah. I will clarify as much as I have to, but at some point I'm just not going to make anyone satisfied. He, he fucking shuts people down. It's great. But he, he's so generous with everything he does. And anyway, um, so, so yeah, there's, there's a lot of people guys. To add to um, what you said, or, or to, to shout a non MMA account, um one of my favorite accounts that I, like not enough people on mma twitter know about is this guy named keaton patty mm-hmm. who fucking that you, you'll remember these tweets he used to be like i showed a bot 1000 hours of oh this, yeah dude which, it, they're so good dude they're so good that and ever since he pretty much got like not exposed but people were like okay obviously like it's not a bot like that couldn't happen but, but he, he made it sound like a bot right the, the, he, that's even better to me he did, and it's it's fucking funny. It, they're yeah. stupid funny. Like they're stupid uh, funny. The, the Olive Garden commercial, the Olive Garden Trump commercial, rally, the Trump rally, like, all of it. They're so, so good. Funny. The scripts are so good. Yeah, and like since, since he's kind of moved off from that, he's had some other other ones that really make me laugh. And I can't like because that was so specific. I can just reference it generally. But I can't even, but I can't think of another one recently that he's done. But honestly, like sometimes he'll tweet something, and I'm in stitches. Yeah, he's um, he's great. But yeah, well, great question. Um, and we always want to was want to spread love to to anyone that um, like I said, anyone listens to the show, and especially since sends in questions, makes it interactive. Um, oh, I do want I do want to shout out one more too, is because I I shout out Tev. Uh, anytime that I mention um, someone else named uh, Chels Diesel on the podcast. Tev will fucking say, "Hey, you know, Juice met you on the podcast," and <laughs> initially I was like, "Okay, he's snitching," but then I'm like, "Well, I'm not saying anything bad." Obviously, like she's one of my favorite people, it gets her to listen. So I'm like, "Yes, <laughs> fucking a." All right, great question. Thank you so much, Cakes. Let's now pivot to a question from Rhino. Hey, Juice and Lee, what's your big homie Rhino from the Combat Sports, the Rhino podcast. So an incredible night of fights last night. I loved it. It was amazing. Um, but, you know, with me, it's always on to the next one, right? So next week is UFC 268 out of Madison Square Garden in New York. Uh, an incredible card, again, stacked top to bottom. Um, obviously, we know about all the intriguing matchups on the main card, but the prelims are super interesting, too. Um, the, the fight that I'm obviously looking most forward to is Chris Barnett versus John Vellante. Uh, but I, I would love to hear your guys' answers as far as what fight on the prelims that you're most looking forward to and why. Can't wait to hear the answers. Love you guys. Love the show. Talk to you later. Peace. I'm pretty sure our answer is exactly the same. Oh, is it? Yeah. Sh- should we say it at the time at the same time then? Okay, ready? Here we go. Three, one, two, three. Ally Quinta and Bobby versus Green versus Bobby Green. Yes, dude. Yes. Yeah. It, first of all, it's been and I so like long them all. Since... Like it's, yeah. it's it's kind of a hard question, but when he said that, I, I I took a look at the card and I was like, dude, it's that one. Yeah, because um, it's first of all, it's been a while since we've seen Al fight. Yeah. Al had the fucking, first of all, if everyone doesn't remember, Al went all the rounds with Khabib. All the rounds. All the rounds, ladies and gentlemen. Until there were no more left. Until there were no more left. So, ladies and gentlemen, Al Quinta stepping up huge cojones on that. Fucking big Italian meatballs. Huge Italian meatballs. And to stay there. 
like to fucking last the entire like come on dude i know he lost but you know with a guy that finished almost literally everyone you know um and 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 the pay-per-view i i was at that fight live so i paid but the paper the price of the pay-per-view was worse the price of admission alone to see his facial expression when they read the cards when he's pretending that maybe he would get the decision yeah like bruce buffer's like all three judges the 50 45 50 45 and i was like yeah like, that was crossing funny. fingers dude he's so, such a fucking guy yeah he's great i'm, when, I'm when, excited when, for that when one Khabib was like shout out to your quinta this is real brooklyn gangster not connor he throw bus or he throw dolly at but whatever like yeah. the whole the whole thing so yeah that's oh, definitely the that's definitely legendary. the prelim i'm stoked about and and uh bobby green Bobby Green? How can you not love Bobby Green? How can you not? There we are. That's it. But but to his point, he mentioned um, Chris Barnett. I don't know if you remember. That's um, Beast Boy, a.k.a. Huggy Bear, mm. a.k.a. Dick King. That's like 5'9". One up and fought Big Ben Rothwell and did not have a good showing. But if you do, I showed you his highlights. That guy is a fucking animal. And uh, Rhino has him on his show this week. So I'm really looking forward oh. to that interview. Oh, yeah. great. It's going to be amazing. Um, so go check that out, everybody. Um, All right. And thank you, Rhino. Combat Sports with Rhino. Check him out. And, <laughs> dude, the last, the last uh, voice question we have from Anchor, anyway, is uh, is our boy Decrons, a.k.a. Last Minute Larry. <laughs> Although, our boy Seth sent one in in the middle of the show that is is getting played. That I almost didn't see. Um, that's real last minute, Larry. But bro, I tweeted Deron's because he he quote tweeted the forum tweet, and I was like, "You have about two hours left." And APB <laughs> replied, "He'll do it in one hour and fifty nine minutes." <laughs> and I was laughing because I thought he was actually going to do it sooner. She was right, dude. <laughs> I haven't even listened to it yet. Oh man, this is great. So let me play Deron's question right now. What is up, Juice Leo? It's your boy, Last Minute Larry here. Uh, <laughs> UFC 267. Goddamn fucking awful ref. I never want to see him in there again. That was deplorable. Uh, I wanted to hear your thoughts about potential fight of the year because, I mean, Yan and Sandhagen has to be a contender for that. Uh, what is your fight of the year thus far? And how goddamn awesome was it seeing Glover get that gold man i didn't want either either man to lose that fight but that was just great uh but now there's the prospect of him immediately fighting yuri mm-hmm. and what do you think's gonna happen there i feel bad for glover i think he'll be uh sent to the forest realm just wanted to hear your thoughts on that happy halloween love you boys take it easy fuck yeah decrons what a question this is yeah Okay, I'm reminded uh, of the first uh, year-end show that I did. Um, I did not want to do just one for each category because I felt like there were so many that deserved a bunch of shine. And so I just listed like all of the ones that I thought were contenders for each of those categories, like fight of the year, knock of the year, sub of the year. This year, we already talked about it. Like, obviously, we're both going to give our answers. So there's already going to be at least two for every category. Even if it's the same, it's going to be mentioned twice. But I also said, like, you know, at least for fight of the year, let's break it down by title fight, you know, five round non-title fight, 
and then a three round obviously not not even a main mm-hmm, event fight mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um bro for me right now it's still ortega volkanovsky agree and jan's jan sandhagen is a close second it is a very close second but it didn't have the drama of ortega volkanovsky agree it the stakes when it's like volk getting in the, those tight chokes like millimeters from tapping 120 millimeters from tapping yeah um, yeah so 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 good give or take yeah give yeah give or take uh but, but yeah, yeah the, that that's my answer the dra- right yeah now. the drama was just too much for that fight it was way 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 too much uh uh dude i just i don't know i it's gonna go down i'm, I'm gonna say it now just um for a round of the year is it's gonna go to the max holloway calvin cater last round mm. of the fight that's round of the year for me it just max holloway's big old dick just falling out in that moment is just it's it's i i i really oh i'm working the 13th ladies and gentlemen we got getting him back in there he's coming back in there coming back in there against yair rodriguez my god dude i can't wait 16 i forget (laughs) seven seconds. seconds That's the quickest paycheck I ever made. Uh, said literally said double the amount of seconds. Anyway, uh, yeah. uh, yeah. So, yeah. As far as as far as fight of the year, yeah, I I think we're gonna. I think it's pretty much gonna be, uh, Ale- yeah, Volkanovski and um, mm-hmm. and that, yeah, Volkanovski Ortega. I yeah. don't know. I don't know what can top it. I mean. Colby Usman has a has the potential to fight, but but the way the first fight went, like, bro, someone that that year said that that was their fight of the year, their first fight, which was in 2019, um, and that year had Israel Adesanya versus Calvin Gastelum, mm-hmm. and I was like, hey man, I know it's subjective, but you're wrong. Um, that that fight was was it was a pretty dang good fight, but it was also kind of sloppy. Like, you know, what was funny too about the fucking Michael Chandler tweet. And when he was like, did we just see the best fight of the best title fight of all time? Fucking, I'm not going to shout him out, but he's a verified account replied. Nah, man. Nah, man. That was Usman Covington. I was like, maybe you like the result the most. And I, I definitely agree, but the fight itself did not. I'll say even Jan Sanhagen was better than Usman Covington. Mm -hmm. Um, I do have a feeling the second fight could be a could be an all time classic, but just the fact that like the, if we get the same fight where there's no takedowns and it's just like sloppy boxing, yeah, it's gonna be entertaining. But fight of the year, nah. Yeah. So I, honestly, like with what's on the docket, I always want to just give it to Ortega Volkanovski right away. Like yeah, yeah. So we got some time, but but there's some there's some you know there's some interesting fights coming up, and what we gotta we gotta wait and see. I mean. Imagine Derek Lewis versus Chris Dawkins becomes the fight of the year. Here's hoping. Can I uh, dig it? I could dig it. Anyway, uh, thank you for. Oh, and then oh, it was. Uh, oh yeah, was, you're talking about the Glover. Yeah, I think I think Yuri got, is gonna. Yeah, we got some. T- we got some time to kind of let this one breathe out for Glover, and he even. I mean, like in the octagon, he was even like, "Yeah, maybe May," and I was like, "Oh." I was like, uh, 
Well, <laughs> uh, let me tell you something. The UFC is not going to like that. No, if it, no there was no. one thing that they like to do with a new champion is get them right back in there and say, you have to fight. Yeah. So, so that was, yeah, no, no, that's definitely not happening. So we'll see. I mean, he said he, and then he kind of changes to, and he's like, yeah, I have to take a few weeks off. So, so yeah. yeah. Um, so we'll see. I think, I mean, definitely we're probably looking probably closer to March of next year. Uh, it could be pushed to May, but I don't think so. Mm. I don't. I don't think Either you're going to stay. I do think Decron's is right. I think. I mean, I'm really hoping we get an all-out war, like I said, like the Glover Nikita Krylov fight. I hope it's like that, or even if it's like Glover versus Gus, where it went five rounds but got stopped in the fifth round. Like we still mm-hmm. got an amazing fight from those guys. I Absolutely. do think it's a strong potential that that Glover gets acquainted with the Forest Room. So thank you, Decrons. And now we'll get a fucking question from our boy MMA Catfish. Hey, Julio, baby. It's the MMA Catfish. You're just swimming up in you. I know what you're thinking. Catfish is going to call me and demand that Vulcan Uzdemir be cut because I've said it before and you disagreed with me. And the secret of views, the only secret is is well i mean it's not even a secret he sucks you remember back when dc fought him for the title and many of us thought this is really smart of dc because this guy's young and up and coming and he's getting this fight out of the way now when he isn't fully developed and later when this guy has a world beer dc is going to be able to be like nah I already fought and forget that guy. And then it turned out that Uzumir just plain sucks. Um, I mean, I don't know. I guess uh, currently, I don't think he needs to be cut because I guess we need bodies for light heavyweight, but he sucks. And FMP. Bro, a couple of things. First of all, um, you guys should go check out his podcast, uh, Catfishing with the Tad Daddy. He does a. I think the reason he did this is because he would have multiple per week or something, but because he would do like a regular podcast and then he would do one that would call Fuck You Friday. But now it seems like that's the main things, you know, he'll do a Fuck You Friday that the podcast and it basically like a rant of like an angry rant of something he hates or whatever. And he was like, this this week's Fuck You Friday this week um, goes out to people who defend domestic abusers, which apparently he was already working on and I didn't know, but I sent in a question about it. I was like, hey, I have a suggestion. How about you talk about motherfuckers that defend domestic abusers? And he went off. It was a great episode. Mm, Secondly, I do think, um, oh no, (laughs) before I even get to the question, I did want to read a bit of the, of the, of the transcript. Cause I always like to do it on the voicemails because they're so weird. This says, say Julio baby, CMA catfish, (laughs) CMA like country and music awards. (laughs) CMA cabbage to swim up in you. Uh, I'm trying to think. For the most part, I was actually pretty, pretty. Oh, and instead of world beater, remember he was like later on when he's a world beater, it says world beer. World beer, love it. That's he's probably the funniest. Beer. Everything else is pretty on point. Uh, I have to say, I do think Volcan Uzdemir is in the top tier of of light UFC light heavyweight heavyweights at this moment. But you know what would be an amazing fight and would kind of prove where both guys are at, like whether or not Vulcan can beat this guy or whether or not he loses this guy. It'll say something about both guys. Him versus Khalil Roundtree. 
That's the seed, dude. You really want to see Khalil Roundtree fight? I love Khalil Roundtree. I don't give a fuck. I'm Good. tired of. It's like it's like the fucking Joker meme. Like, are you saying it's funny? It is, and I'm tired. I'm it's tired not like it, yeah. you're saying you love Khalil Roundtree. I am, and I'm tired of pretending that I'm not. Like, there was a time when people were shitting on him for like, I don't know, getting wrestle fucked and losing bad decisions that he shouldn't have lose or whatever. No, fuck that. I'm ride or die with Khalil. I love that guy. He's so wholesome and and hilarious when he wants to be, and also like a fucking killer in there. Mm-hmm. I love Khalil Roundtree. Great. That's the point. Yeah. Look at me turning a Vulcan Uzumir question into a Khalil round. Well, I mean, um, yeah, just send him to Bellator. Fuck it. Well, if, if Vulcan Uzumir goes to Bellator, he's going to have to fight uh, Vitaly Nemkov or Vadim Nemkov. I'm sorry. I think Vitaly is a heavyweight. He's going to have to fight Vadim Nemkov and he's going to fucking, he's going to go to the mountain realm. Oh, shit. That guy's a fucking killer. Um, can, dude, can you imagine Vadim Nemkov versus. Yuri Prohaska. Oh my God. I just well, you are a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our voice questions. And before we do the um, the Twitter forum questions, we do have um, a DM from our girl APB. Let me pull it up. Wait a minute. Oh, I got a DM from Callum. He he asked if he could send in a question. Even though I do say a cutoff because it, it definitely like when I say the cutoff for the forum, by the way, guys, it's more to like give myself an out, like in case I miss it after the fact, because sometimes I will see it if we're during recording. Like whenever I say the cutoff, it's basically like what time we are going to start recording because mm-hmm. then it'll be like, OK, see, I'm seeing now I'm seeing Calum's DM and I feel bad because um, there could if there was a question. So basically, I'm saying if you think it's late, just send it. And if it's if it's not late, obviously, it'll get. It'll get red or, or whatever. But um, APB had an amazing question. She says, how does anyone beat Piotr Jan or any of the Dagestani fighters? They seem invincible. Should fighters try living a year in Russia to toughen them up or start an underground bear fight club? Uh, ooh, yeah. Yeah, the Jan, Jan is a little bit t- tougher because Jan is a different fighter than, than, than them. You know, I mean, he's just a completely different. Right. I think she was um, just saying, like, they both seem invincible. Like, I don't know. Jan, Jan, I mean, Corey was landing some pretty good shots. I mean, like I said, he just figured out Corey. But, you know, if Corey had changed any of his game plan up, I think he would have given Jan a lot of trouble. And to be honest with you, in the first two rounds, Corey was giving him the business. So the other guys seem pretty infallible at this point. But yeah. honestly, it's your. I don't know how, but your takedown defense. That's as right. best as I can say. Keep them on the feet. And granted, I understand that they still got punching power and stuff like that. That's fine. But you you all you make it a scramble for them to try to get you down and you stay up. Yeah. You're wearing them, then you fuck them up. I'll tell but you what what rematch I would like to see with um Islam. Mm-hmm. If it if it's for if it's either for like a number one contenders fight or if it's for the belt. Armand Sarukian. Armand's debut fight was Islam. And then he went all three rounds and grappled with him the entire time. Now, granted, Islam won the decision, but it wasn't like Armand got dog walked either. He gave Islam some trouble, dude. If that fight was five rounds and we saw we saw Islam just absolutely demolish Christos Yagos. Now, granted, level of competition, obviously, but like he's he's still growing. I would love to see that fucking fight, dude. That's a great fight. Um, but to her question, 
I mean, starting an underground bear fight club seems like right. 50 shades of illegal, but at the same time, it beats going to Russia. Right. Try it. Like we have bears here stateside or wherever you happen to be that isn't Russia. Yeah. Got some bears. Hey, maybe fighters should like, you know, sometimes I have to like have a part-time job. Maybe they should work in a zoo. Oh, yeah. And then fight the bears at night. Just go fight the bears. Yeah. (laughs) So uh, you got fired from your job. Yeah, I tried to fight the bears. (laughs) I'm training against Dagestanis. What do you want me to do? Yeah. (laughs) Tony Ferguson had this line once where like one of the times that his fight with Khabib fell through. He was either like the first or second time. He was like, I'm mad because I got up to like 200 pounds training to fight this bear. This fucking Russian bear. Like, he was like, I was like, so Tony were you, Ferguson. Were you training with a bear or like, what, what's that about? Fucking A, Leo. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me pull up the forum. Wait a minute. I got to check on my John Jones tweet. Uh, not doing as well as I thought. Never mind. It is what it is. I saw G had a tweet that said that John Jones was getting a ratio, and I was like, "Well, let me try." So failing yeah, right now. He's doing his not stupid shit. So it is what it is. Yeah, we fucking hate John Jones. Uh, <laughs> I'm reading the first fucking question from Mix the Man. He says. How are babies made? Great question. Leo, you've made one. Why don't you why don't you tell us how babies are made? Well, uh, I mean I know, much, but you've actually done it. Well, pretty much you come home on your lunch break, uh, you have sex, and then you don't realize that you've impregnated someone. And that's how you have a baby. <clears throat> Great. Um through an IUD, dude. Through a fucking <laughs> IUD. I fucking mm, championship sperm. sperm here. Yeah. <laughs> Get that out of the way. You got the you got the Islam Makhachev of sperm. Yeah, fucking took it down. Didn't last very long. Like I said, like I said, all the numbers that I said earlier, give or take. Give or take. (laughs) That's how you do it. Your lunch break. Just have make a baby. It's easy. Oh man. You are something else. I'm something else. (laughs) You are something else. Fucking making something else. That's not that that. That was sent in while we were recording, so I didn't see it. That totally threw me off guard. I was like, well, let's open up a forum. Let's see what we got questions here. Fucking how are babies mean? You know, make when a man and a woman love each other very much. They make an appointment with a stork. And that's mm. that's how it happens. Yeah, it's a very tired stork because there's a lot of babies out there. All right. This is a great serious question from the homie Chris at Unmatched MMA podcast. Um, it says, how would you book the top five at light heavyweight, um, Jan versus Rockic, Yuri versus Rockic, Jan versus Santos too. Seems like any match you you could make would be fun, uh, no matter no matter who's fighting whom. But but how would you guys organize it? Love this question. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the rankings right now. Um, all right, I think I got it. Uh, Yuri. Yuri versus Glover, obviously. Yuri Glover. Uh, have Have Jan and, and Anthony Smith fought yet? No. I don't think so. There we are. That's, uh, that's a good fight. And then uh, Ra- Rakic and uh, Santos. 
They just fought. Again. I was going to say, I wouldn't mind Santos versus Jan too, but I do like Jan versus Anthony Smith. I think I like Smith versus Rockage too more. Yeah. They, I think they were talking about that fight. And honestly, like the way Anthony posed it, and I think we talked about this on the podcast. Like, I kind of want to see that one again because Anthony had just fought Glover mm-hmm. or yeah, just lost to Glover, that crazy one sided beatdown. Yeah. I think I want to see that the, the, the sad part about this question, and, and it's a great question, but the sad part of the state of affairs of the light heavyweight division is that it's a lot of rematches. Like, let's book Jan versus Santos too. Let's work. Smith mm-hmm. versus Rockets too. Um, and then Yuri versus um, Yuri versus Glover. And does that leave Jan without a dance partner? Fuck it. Jan versus Paolo Costa. He needs to get a win. I like <laughs> he that. He needs to get his confidence back. Paolo Costa staying at 205. He was ranked number two at, uh, at middleweight. Just fought yeah. at light heavyweight. Let's do Jan versus Paolo Costa. Book it right now. It's a good, It's a good one. Although it feels that feels like a reward, so does it though? I mean, he's gonna get his ass beat. That's true. Like, in all reality, he's gonna get his ass beat. And then I still like no, because we we said Johnny Walker versus Pelo Costa, and now I'm saying Pelo Costa versus Jan. Anyone that can beat the shit out of Pelo Costa is gonna fit <laughs> light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah. Fucking a. Let's do let's do a shark tank. You know, like in training, they'll do a shark tank where they'll swap out guys every round. Let's do a fucking main event shark tank with Paulo Costa. Bro, if the UFC did that, that would be wild. Paulo Costa has to fight fucking Johnny Walker the first round. Jan Bohovic the second round. Wow, that would be cool. That would be amazing, right? Yeah. I mean, he wouldn't make it out of there alive, but. Yeah, what if they did like a, a Marvel versus Capcom two, like where you have three people on each side, <laughs> Stop. you know what I mean? And they cycle through, like a fucking but like each one has out. to get rested. Yeah, but no, yeah. no, like each oh, one, one at a time. The, You're saying yeah, one time in the ring, they fight each other, and then they're like, okay, tag me out, and the other guy's like, okay, I'll fucking fight him. Now I'm all fucking energized, and the other guy's tired, and he's like, okay, tag me out. Uh, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. That would be cool thing. actually. Yeah, that, that would be a fight circus thing for sure. Should have said that for the fight circus answer, dude. That'd be dope, Damn, bro. Look at that. Hold on, let's just give me one. Yeah. Wow. Mm, for the patrons. Love that. Fucking Ariel, the patrons. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we named the different tiers as like Peggy Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> we said one that's Ariel. Yeah. Can see everything. Fucking All right. Oh, shit. So our boy Tom, Tomas, who I'm about to read the question for in a bit, but he responded to unmatched question. He said, Yuri versus Glover. Jan versus Rockic, and Santos gets to beat up a fat fucking Costa. See? Everybody wants Costa to get yeah, fucked. Any way you slice it, the motherfucker's getting handed the business. All right. Uh, next one is from Sandy Spooky Pants at Sandy Pants MMA Girl Miss Pants. It says, where does Glover winning that belt rank among the most memorable moments in MMA? Okay, so it's top the, five for me. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. And and the reason why Later it's top, in the top five, five, but yeah, I it, it 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 just has to do um it just has to do with history. Like Glover Tichetta has been in the UFC for such a that long was time. Really good pronunciation, by the way. Thank you. Uh has been in the UFC for such a long time. And like that's you know what I mean? Like as opposed to the concept of someone climbing a ladder to get to the championship belt. Um, his is, 
he's synonymous with old and new UFC now. Right. And not, not only that, the promo that they talked about, they weren't really like fluffing it up or whatever. He really was like one of the best fighters outside the UFC. He had visa issues. Like I heard Fernando talk about it. I've heard other people talk about it. Like people really thought he would be like a force to be reckoned with, but he, he literally got kicked out of the country and like, he couldn't get a visa. There was just like all these problems with like him getting a fight. And I've heard, I've heard him talk about it on Ariel himself. Like he couldn't get a visa for a while. And then when he finally got in the UFC, it was like, okay, now he's here. And then he lost to John Jones which sucks. Yeah. So, so let's, like I said, it's definitely top five, just because like I said, he represents like for MMA specifically all around. So many That's, eras. Yeah. So many eras. So even you're saying old and new, but like there's even within that, there's a few different eras. He's training partners with Chuck Liddell back in the day. <laughs> the yeah. early early days yeah, you know so. glover's an og so and i was actually thinking five. about that when he won the belt because their same coach like chuck's coach john hackleman is usually glover's head coach even though john hackleman's out of like san luis obispo in california glover trains in connecticut like i think he's still his head coach when he can't like runs his corner or something i'm not sure how that works but i was wondering to see if john john hackleman was in was in his corner um but uh yeah for me for me sandy it's definitely top five mm-hmm and then our, our boy Thomas, I, I, I re, uh, referenced earlier at Tomasum. He says, I'm back. Okay. First off, motherfucker, fuck Igor the ref. So let's talk about that for a second. I want to put a bookmark in there. That fucking ref, dude. Here's where I was saying we we're going to talk about it. The Eliseo dos Santos versus Benoit Saint Denis. Absolutely abhorrent refing. I'm not sure which is worse, that or Todd Anderson against Holly Holm and Jermaine Durandami, but probably this, actually. Definitely this. Yeah. I mean, it's recency bias for sure, but I mean, just absolutely. Someone made the point on Twitter about like, you must be a really, really bad ref if everyone, including older refs, stuff like, are coming and be like, hey, like, no. Okay. He was also fucking removed right. so i actually just realized someone some, someone that could have been worse yamasaki versus uh or well yamasaki when it was uh valentina versus cachoeira when she just absolutely bloodied that girl up to fucking pieces um but 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 yeah this one and this one like there was a certain point where i was like oh my god stop this fight please yeah. stop this fight and then he didn't and then sandani kind of recovered a little was firing back so i was like Okay, it's so bad. Here's what made it so bad. He stopped it for a foul, like an eye poke, I think. First of all, his eyes, he being Saint-Denis, the eyes were already closing up from the punches. And he goes, I can't see. That is like refereeing one-on-one. When they say that, you bring in the doctor immediately. Didn't even signal for a doctor. It's like, hey, man, how did you get your credentials? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? I mean, he's definitely not going to be refing ever again. Never again. Um, and here's the thing, too. Also, we often forget we place so much blame on the ref. The corner has the ability to stop the fight. Sandini's corner is just almost, I mean, I still put a little more on the ref, but almost just as much to blame for fucking letting that shit happen. They can throw in the towel at any moment. 
The referee is the first line of defense. And when that fails, when the ref isn't doing his job, your corner is to protect you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, we put a lot in the corner for uh, Mike uh, Davis and Thomas Gifford, which John and I referenced on the broadcast. We got to put some uh, uh, that same corner of uh, you know, Mark Montoya for Anthony Smith and Glover Teixeira. Whoever fucking corners Benoit Saint-Denis is fucking at blame here, too. Yeah, because I think everybody saw that, that especially like, um, what's his name? Uh, the other fighter being like, like right. at one point, like I, I think three times uh, he was just like, what What do you like? Yeah. He just kept looking at the ref and like the ref didn't, the ref didn't even like acknowledge that the guy was looking at him. He was just like, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was, it was pretty fucking yeah. brutal. He, did, he did not need to take all that damage and it was a lot of fucking damage. Bro, that was so terrible. So terrible. So thank you for, for bringing that up, uh, Thomas, so we can talk about it. Um, now, the next part of his question is, is, who do you see next for Islam? I would love to see him face the loser of Chandler and Gaethje, but I don't want to see him in title contention yet. Dagestan guys are getting too big a push right now. You know what? <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I don't they know about are. getting too big of a push. Like That should be the reason that he shouldn't fight for a title, but as far as like, I see where you're coming from, and I definitely like, yeah, nine five win streak. Hey, listen, Tony Ferguson won on a twelve five win streak and and fought for an interim. So like, don't don't yeah. even with that, uh, yeah. Islam. I'm saying, but as far as that goes, yeah, I definitely think the loser, even the winner of that fight, to be honest, because like, Gaethje and Chandler both just lost uh, a title fight. So even if they win, they're not right back in place. He can fight the winner of that too. To be honest, like either that either um, guy would interest me. Like the Chandler one, honestly, like Chandler's wrestling. I want to see. I want to see Islam face a guy with that kind of wrestling. Obviously, I, I mentioned Armand Sarukian before, but mm-hmm. the power too that Michael Chandler possesses, like Michael Chandler versus Islam Makhachev, is a fucking really interesting fight too. And it, it also works because when Michael Chandler got in the UFC, he was calling out Khabib, and even when he was outside the UFC too, he wanted to fight Khabib. So this is like yeah, the next best thing. Absolutely, hundred percent. I think that that. I think Michael Chandler versus uh, Makachev is is yeah, is yeah. probably definitely the seed. I mean, either of them, but I think right. the Chandler one has a little bit more of like, a, I don't know. We'll see. It just depends on what happens. It really depends on what, like if Gaethje gives him the business, then we're like, okay, well, <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, if he yeah, if he loses badly, then I I probably won't want to see it. Because the toughness of Gaethje, I think, is what could stand out for everyone for everything. Right. Um, so that's the. You know, that's the real. right. Fucking a great question. All right. This is uh, our homie Tricky Dick, Richard Dubler. He says, who the fuck is going to beat Jan? Is it time to stop regarding Chimaev as hype? Oh, these are, these are a bunch questions. of questions. Let me, let me sort of compartmentalize. Who the fuck is going to beat Jan? To be honest, I don't know. Uh, Sand hanging with a different plan. Oh, uh, well. Could be. I think Marab. Marab uh, Dualishwili could go in there and just fucking pressure Jan, get him down. He can he, his cardio is infallible. I think I think it's Marab, dude. At least good. I would love to see it. I'm not saying mm-hmm. for sure he beats him, but I definitely think he can give him problems and it's an interesting matchup regardless. And if Marab keeps winning, like he just beat Mana Marai, it's like at a certain point, you know, gonna have to. Like once Aljo's out of the way, because because Marab and Aljo are, are good friends and training partners and obviously teammates. Like once that's out of the way, it's time for Marab. It's Marab's mm-hmm. time. All right, that's one. 
And then is it time to start recording tomorrow? I guess so, dude. Like I said, I'm super mad about it. Like I, I don't want to give Hamza credit because he's yeah. I mean, he's well, I think ten or no now. Yeah, I no, still, I like don't like him. It just has to do with it. Yeah, the the aggression and and toughness of him. I think that that's like it's hard to deny. It just needs to it just needs to get against a uh an immovable wall. Like that's what right. just needs to happen. Like that that's what we need. We need to see that adversity, and then we can see what's going on. Yeah. Um because he's been mauling people a lot. So hopefully someone can just kind of step up and, but he's fucking good. He's fucking. Oh yeah. Really like well I said, at the top of the aggressive. show, like it's, it is time to start saying that he's the real deal. I'm not going to sit here and say he's all hype. I just don't want to fucking give him any credit. Cause I'm right. a fucking salty motherfucker. Um, and he also said, and this is an interesting question too. And I want to, I want to, I wanted to bring this up. So I'm glad he asked this is, did this loss, hurt dan hooker i don't think it did full camp hooker fights a much different fight i think interesting so i don't think the result would necessarily be different even though obviously like i i picked hooker and and i'm saying but you know seeing what we saw i do think mm -hmm. that it goes longer for sure yeah 100 and he has more success but yeah like he said taking this fight on short notice already it didn't matter like he had everyone's instant respect like the fucking massive amount of balls he has and the fact that he couldn't not even full fight camp. He didn't really have a camp. He, not all of his coaches were able to stick around, and he like he was stuck in the U.S. He couldn't go home. Mm -hmm. You know, so yeah, I don't think I don't think that this. No, like I said, if anyone has any sort of idea that that Dan Hooker's a can after this, like I said, there's there's too many fights. You know, check the tape. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's too check many. The check the tape. You're right fights and you know it's funny that we were even saying this before about you know how you're like you do you don't want the guy you beat or the guy you got like who wanted to, to start losing or whatever exactly so it seems like your fight doesn't hold withstand <laughs> so the first the first uh fight advertisement they had for dan hooker was uh uh james vick and i was like well <laughs> <laughs> oh my but he got him out of the early. Like if he had had like a back and forth fight with James Vick, it would have been like a different story. But he got him out of the early. He got Jim Miller out of there early. Like yeah. So you know it is. I mean, I, I think I think the. I'm surprised they didn't show any of the Paul Felder fight, which is weird because. Oh, uh, maybe because fucking Paul Felder won that fight. So. That's true. Uh, yeah. So no, I don't think it hurt him. I'm, I'm now very curious because he was what sixth. Yeah, he was six. Islam was fifth, so Islam should not really be going up in ranking, in my opinion. No, no, because I think, uh, yeah, I think. Wait, I don't think anyone's mentioned it yet, but uh, Benil's still there, right? Benil, I think, is still number three. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Benil versus Islam is kind of interesting. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. So we'll 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 have to we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. I mean, with Hooker. I'm just curious as to see what's going to happen. I don't think he hasn't been in the UFC long enough for me to say like, Oh, gatekeeper, like whatever. No, he, he's still got some, some fight in him. And I think that, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, I think he has to go on a couple more wins and then we can start see, seeing his part two against uh, Dustin, stuff like that. But I yeah. think he needs at least like two or three wins. Um, and then we'll go from there. But he is not hurting at all. No, his stock yeah, went up 100%. hugely. And any, anyone that does what they do, you know, what's her name? Um, wow, well, can't remember her name because I'm a piece of shit. Uh, 
the the girl that just did the seven day oh, turnaround. The loopy. loopy. Yeah, loopy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, loopy. Yeah, just you know, you know, what I mean, like anybody that does that stuff, you just got to talk about it. You know, you know, that cuts the weight, does all this stuff. You know, Paul Felder yeah. even said, like, I do that. I fucking kill myself on the thing. I, I do it so I can make the weight, so I can do this fight. Like, right? You know what I mean? Like the people that do that stuff and stay around and say that no one's gonna ask for dance partners and stuff like that. That's those are people that are, and Dan Hooker will always be that fighter. So, yeah, like he said, he said, he said, the only time I'll feel bad is when I give up on myself. That's it. That's the yeah. only time I'll ever feel bad. But everybody else, fuck them. 100%. Yeah. All right. This next question is a great question. It's uh, someone who's new to the forum. So let's give him a shout out and a welcome. Um, it's uh, Irun Lane, and I apologize if I mispronounced that. Uh, at is. A L A N E M A D one, A Lane Mad one I think, um, that's actually pretty clever. Um, it says, "Can Glover take Yuri down, and what type of takedowns will be best suited?" Um, so, I think for Glover to take Yuri down, he's gonna have to, he's gonna have to wait. He's gonna have to mask it behind some punches and kicks. He's gonna have to catch Yuri off balance because. If he just shoots on Yuri right away, I don't think he has a chance. The other thing is this. I think Glover's best takedowns are from the clinch. He's not been a guy that has like, you know, D1 wrestling or anything like that. I think his best takedowns are like jujitsu style, like from the clinch, trips, body lock. Takedowns. Oh, can, can we talk about fucking old man strength in the first round? Just on display. On display. I was thinking about loved that. Loved it. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that we're talking from a clinch um and uh yuri likes to clinch too so yeah so yeah i think i think that we got we got a a clinch and then also um somehow using the fence for for leverage as well for um sure yeah for glover to get him down he also if he is able to do like similar to the takedown that alex caceres used against uh Choi, how he ducked under uh, a, a hook got his back and kind of like took him down that way. Yeah. I think it, he could have success with that. At least Glover, that could kind of drag him down and, and take his back. Mm-hmm. If Glover times that, yeah. Times something perfectly from, from uh Yuri going a little bit crazy and just times yeah. it perfectly. Like a, that's a spin kick or something like that. That's, and that's just what like to do. moves right under to his hip. Like as a kick's coming, I mean, we're talking some good stuff. So that, that is going to be tough. Cause fucking Yuri's fucking throwing everything in the kitchen sink at you so he's throwing fucking tomahawks is what he's doing yeah dude he's fucking throwing you to the shadow realm is what he's doing the forest realm come on you made it up well that's the end of the podcast ladies and gentlemen <laughs> yeah fucking yeah the forest realm you're right the forest realm sorry i, I don't know what i was thinking my brain wasn't with yuri it's gotta be and this is a, a really interesting question to round out the forum from our boy struggle face the god uh, struggle face tom it says out of the losers of the main and co-main which one gets back to another teleshop first yon or Corey? you know why it's interesting and it's why it's a hard question to answer because with the depth of the division yon has a better chance yes uh but i think Corey. Is basically yeah. going to beat everyone else. Yep. That isn't Jan. Even even if if Corey rematches Aljo, I think he beats Aljo. 
Like same, you know what I mean? So it's, it's hard to say, like if, if Corey strings together, like another five wins, like, you know, you can't really deny him. Like he might run out of other people to fight yawn at light heavyweight. You know, it's just a step away from heavyweight. So I feel like it can change with one punch. And we've seen that happen with, with yawn uh, before um, mm-hmm. mostly with, you know, like yawn versus Santos. I, Santos might've choked him out, but it was because he got him stunned from a punch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. We'll see. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I do agree that it's it's Corey that's gonna that's gonna get back there quicker. Only because, oh. unless for some reason, like let's say they decide that, you know, they want to make Yuri versus Rockich a number one contender fight or something like someone, you know what I mean? Like, oh, maybe Yuri isn't ready, which I think he is, um, or deserving or whatever the fuck you think, which is you know a word that doesn't really make sense in MMA because nothing is really merit based anymore. That's um, true. Not that I ever really was, but. If they decide to make Yuri versus Rockich, then they could do a rematch just to fill up time. You know what I mean? Like I could mm-hmm. see them doing that. I don't think that's the right move. I don't want to see it, but I could see them doing that. So it all, it, it's such a, such a hard question to answer. Yeah. You kind of have to think in like, you have to split your brain in two of like, what would I do? And what sounds logical and what's the fucking UFC going to do? Cause UFC doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. sense. And what a great way to end this forum (laughs) that was nice now well said we're gonna ladies and gentlemen guess what's happening next week a pay-per-view big ass pay-per-view so let's Let's give our our picks picks. for the main event of next week's not the main event sorry the 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 main card card the main card we got a fucking Uh, stacked one i want to shout out a couple prelims first we already mentioned um rob font i mean uh, rob Rob, bobby green yeah (laughs) bobby green and i like with that rhino brought up uh john volante versus chris barnett um but i want to shout out another one um irishman making his ufc debut i believe ian gary um versus jordan williams that's going to be a really fucking exciting fight um yeah there's so many good fights on this on this prelim dude uh good good prelims yeah, Edmund it's... Shabazian versus Nasruddin Amavov. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's going to be a fucking crazy fight. Alex Pereira, the guy that fucking uh, knocked out of Izzy in kickboxing, is making his UFC debut. Mm-hmm. All right. So, our first, first fight. fight of the night is <sighs> Frankie, Frankie Edgar, Edgar Marlon, Vera. Versus Marlon Vera. So, this is tough. Because recency bias, obviously everyone keeps fucking seeing Frankie getting kneed in the damn head. But Marlon Vera fucking rips, dude. So yeah, I'm going to take Marlon on this one. Same. Cheeto for life. Yeah, he's he just rips too much. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not really much to say. I feel bad for everyone that's rooting for Frankie. But, you know, not to say that Frankie couldn't win. Just right. Cheeto, Cheeto's pretty, pretty fucking good. Uh, and obviously, like, it's such a tired narrative when you're talking about a an older fighter. But prime Frankie Edgar gives Cheeto Vera a lot of problems. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next fight, which is Shane ah, Burgos versus Billy Quarantilo. What a fucking fight, dude! I I'm gonna give it to Quarantilo. Yeah, because I like him on Twitter. 
<laughs> honestly, same. Yeah. I was going to pick Shane Burgos, but honestly, like he had that weird knockout uh, against um, Edson Barboza. I don't know how he's going to look. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's come oh, back yeah. from getting knocked out before and looked really good. Like, he, but it was, it was a very strange one. Fight. I, I'm, I've yeah. always been so that knockout for me. What the hell's on my nose? Um, that knockout for me, like, God, I've always been so interested to see that happen again. I, I thought it was going to mm-hmm. happen last night with the uh, Sinise, Sinise, oh, Saint Denis when Saint Denis like, almost out on his feet. Yeah, I thought I thought that that was like he was just going to like get back in there and all of a sudden like fall over. But Shane, that Shane Burgos one was very trippy. Um, so yeah, but I still got Quarantillo. Yeah. Like him on Twitter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know why we even have to talk about this next fight. You both know who me and Juice are riding with. We're both riding with Justin Gaethje. There is no question. Everyone should be riding with Justin Gaethje. Everyone should be riding with Justin Gaethje. Yeah. And not to Who's say that the other Michael, guy? Yeah. Michael... Not to say that Michael Chandler can't can't win this or, or that it's gonna be a, Michael C. a tougher fight. I just think that like, hey bro, fucking Justin Gaethje's chin is fucking granite yeah and and this honestly, fight is going to be pure violence i'm interested yeah but also like i'm interested to see the wrestling like i'm really interested to see the, the wrestling for both of them it's going to be mixed martial arts hell yeah dude uh, who do you think will be first to shoot i think it'll be chandler yes justin really doesn't do offensive wrestling no he and he is fucking punches like a motherfucker so yeah he yeah yeah no uh all right so Rose Nama Yunus, Zhang Weili, or Weili Zhang. This is tough for me. Okay. I have, I got Weili again. Wait, I didn't you go with for Rose last time? No, I picked, I picked Weili last time. And she got knocked the fuck out. A very perfectly timed head kick. But. I think Whaley's got. I think she's got the heart to go in there and give her the business. She could. Granted, when I say this is hard for me. Oh, go ahead. What you were gonna say? I said, granted, Rose is tough as fuck, and and has really shown to be just a great, you know, better red than dead. But um, no, just uh, you know, just. We can't really you can't blame her for that view because you know she was groomed. Yeah, that's true. No, uh, no, I, I have I have Zhang because I, I just I believe in in Whaley's story a little bit more. So I think she can do. I think she can get it done. I think she's got the motivation now to go in there and and do it. I think she's I think she's gonna get it done. Okay. I've been going back and forth on this a lot because the the first fight was hard for me because I've been a Rose fan for a long time. And then she said all that bullshit. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I want Whaley to win. Since then, I feel like she's kind of redeemed herself. Just like in some of the interviews I've seen, she just back to the old Rose again. And I'm like, God damn it. I love Rose. It sucks. I'm picking Rose. Okay. I'm picking Rose okay. and I'm super torn about it. Yeah, better dead than red. I got it. God, stop. Don't make me seem like a fucking piece of shit. Um, all right. Kamaru Usman versus Colby Covington. Another one. Don't yeah, don't, don't even ask. Even. Kamaru Usman. Come on, guys. Yeah, Kamaru Usman. 
You're crazy. We we got Kamar Usman. Boo, Kobe Covington, boo. Yeah, I just you, like you right said, uh, what we can hope for, like you said, it has it has the potential for an instant classic, but we uh, we certainly don't want the sloppy boxing from the first. We don't. I want more wrestling. I want to see fucking Colby try and take Kamaru Usman down. Yeah, I want to. I want to see or, them, or vice versa. Yeah, I want to see their strength, has their high strength. Yeah, because that's what everyone was wondering about. So we really need yeah. to see that. Um, so we'll see. I think. Yeah, I think I think Kamaru's going to win, and I think it's going to be going to be great. We'll see, man. Next week's, I might. Let's see what time. Pacific. I will not be watching the fight card live at all. Because I will be going to see Ben Schwartz do improv. What is? Are you seeing Bill Dish and Schwartz or? No, it's just a. It's called a Ben Schwartz and Friends. Oh, guys, is Miller's um, canceled? I can't remember. He technically is. Yes. Okay, that's right. Technically, I he is technically canceled at this I point. I'm sure if that. I don't know exa- exactly like how that's gonna. I mean, because it's not really real anyway. It's like let's be right, right. Members. But you know, he's he's definitely yeah. like people do not want him to be around. Um, yeah. any of that stuff. So we're gonna have to wait and see uh, what's gonna happen with that. But um, yeah, so I'm going. I'm going there next week to watch that. I'm very excited um, to see improv again. Uh, it's Fuck been yeah, I'm literally almost a couple of years. I want to say at least two years since I've been to any ASCAT or any. Yeah, is this at the UCB or where is this? Uh, Largo. Oh, okay. Largo in LA. Largo. Uh, yeah, it's the first time I've done anything like this in, in a very, very long time. I, I think I've only seen like sketch shows. I haven't seen actual improv from, and specifically Ben, seeing Ben do improv, it's been whew, like probably five, years five, six point. years, yeah. something like that. Actually, no, probably like, like so eight, good. nine years. Yeah, he's amazing, amazing improviser. If you guys haven't watched the Middle Ditch and Swartz, um, on Netflix. on Netflix. Yeah, it's amazing. It's even I've heard people talk about that. I was like, I don't think that they would be like into improv. No, it's it. it's good. It's fucking it's like good. Objectively good. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot of stuff to look forward to for the next uh next week and the week after that. Like, you know, we got we got some pretty good fight cards stacked up for the rest of the year. So, thank you guys for watching uh or and listening. listening. But mostly doing both. listening, mostly listening. But you know, the people that are watching, thank you guys. Uh, you guys get to see me get upset, visibly upset about a bunch of things, like Michael Chandler being a <laughs> hero, like History Month, that we all needed, and uh, you know, and also advertising all the Halloween candy I was eating. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's been a good episode, and you Can know I what? Should... You know what makes a, a a good episode even better? Shout out our patrons. Shout out our patrons. Got them queued up right here. Perfect. Let's see how many I can do without looking. Ooh, let's see. Oh, look. Literally. Literally. No, I was positioning it so that I make sure. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. I want you to know. Patrons, guess what? Check the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape. Check the tape. You'll see me barely glance, which is to say that I was making sure it was on the right screen. You see his eyes go right back to the screen the second he says, I'll fucking take a polygraph test, dude. See how I'm lying. I did not look. Let's go. Okay. Here we go. Callum. Yeah. APB. Sandy Pants. Filthy Casual. Fee. T-Cross. Dave L. Phil the MMA Dude. Jimmy the Drunk. 
David um, Everett, Wholesome MMA, Mixed Demand, Anonymous. I changed up the order. Tricky Dick. Fuck. This, I'm feeling so bad. Alex from Jersey. I missed Alex from Jersey in the beginning. I haven't tried to do it without looking for a while. That's okay. He did a pretty good job, but just so you guys know, it's pretty funny. He's, he's really was very confident, so insecure the second he did it. The second yeah. he looked the at the screen. The second I said it. <laughs> second he said it. Uh, ladies Let and me gentlemen, just get the order right to make sure I didn't miss anyone. I'm just going to read them. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm not going to try no gimmicks hey, this time. Guess what? You, get a double you guys shout get out. a double shout double out. Double shout out. Not only that, I'm going to read the, uh, I'm going to fucking recap the fight picks league for the patrons. Oh, shit. Yeah. So, Shout them out, Callum, APB, Sandy Pants, Alex from Jersey, T Cross, Built the Casual, Fee, Dave L, Phil the MMA dude, Jimmy the Drunk, Tricky Dick, Mixed the Man, Anonymous, David Everett, Wholesome MMA. And um, let me pull up our fucking fight pick. So if you're not aware, um, we're, we just started a fight pick league for our patrons. And here are the results. Um, by the way, if you're upset about this, let me know. The scoring system for the league is this. Five points for the correct winner, an additional 10 points if you pick the method. So we're only picking winner and method. You on your, when you did, oh, did, did the round, rounds. that's right. I forgot. That's like my least favorite part of five pick leagues. So that's yeah, fine. I had forgotten. Um, so, which is fine. That That's fine. It just doesn't count. It doesn't, by like, the way, be, I had little knowledge of all the fighters before this point. So my picks rose so all that's over a, the place as far um, as uh, method. Yeah. Well, I, so I decided that, um, I decided that, um, I'm not going to participate so that I can focus on moderating. So you're kind of picking for us on oh, behalf great. of the show. <laughs> well, then we should definitely start texting more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm picking the prelims. So yeah, we should definitely yeah. start texting more about it. So yeah. Um, but here we go. Oh, oh what I was going to say is that on when I did the post to, to let people know to put their picks so that everyone can, can see it's all full transparency. I forgot to remind people to pick the methods. So some people didn't. And I tried to reply to those people like, oh my God, pick the method. Sandy was the only one that did it, at least I think. And so because no one else mm-hmm. did it, I was like, well, it's kind of not fair. Like maybe I should, I mean, it's my fuck up, right? So I'm just, I just so gave do, everyone 15 just points do, this Just week. do winner? Well, yeah, you I, should I just... just said, I did 15 because that would have been, it's just easier. Because like some people could should have been rewarded. Oh, like, I see. Docking. Like your okay, boy Dave okay. Allen and David Everett got fucking. Well, I also didn't count the the. But as far as like they picked like eleven fights, twelve fights correctly, I think. God damn! Yeah. I gotta text Dave. What the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I, I literally checked the post. I said apparently having the name Dave or David is the best base for having a fight. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. So uh, so Pamela got seventy five. Uh, David got one eighty. Sandy Pants one thirty five. Callum one fifty. Leo got 60. So dead last. Sorry about that. Shouldn't have said that, but they can do math. They can figure it out. (laughs) T cross got 90. Jimmy, the drunk got 150. filthy casual got 135 and Dave L got 180 also. So, so Dave L and Dave are are neck and neck right now. Um, Fucking a, this is exciting to see them. I'm getting so excited, dude. Um, I already know we we already talked about what the winner is going to get unless it's um, Leo and it's not looking good for you, buddy. So I almost think we don't even have to. Honestly, we don't have to text. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's fucked up. All right. And on that note, I think they've heard enough of us talking. It's been a super long episode. And uh, we will say good night and good fights. <laughs>